that, guys. The best show is back on the air again on another Tuesday evening. The phone number, 201-332-3484. What does that stand? Uh, Does somebody figure out some dumb thing that that stands for, Mike? What? Dead hug. I don't like it. Don't like it. Refuse to acknowledge it. If you're going to call, you call 201-332-3484. You don't call whatever that thing that everybody else, that Mike seems to think is the funniest thing he's ever heard. Dead hug. It's not 201 dead hug. Not not acknowledging it as such. Bed music at the right level, guys. Versus my voice. It's a good mix, Mike. How are you, Mike? How was uh, your uh, your uh, Christmas? Yeah, it was uh, it was all right. I'll take it. Did Sandy bring you what you were supposed to get? Yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad. Glad Santa took care of you. You deserve it, Mike. Santa. You know, and Santa has got to bring Mike his presents. That beer's heavy. Right? Are there gift cards at, like, liquor stores? The world's most depressing gift card. Hey, you! I know you have a problem. Can't get enough. Here's a gift card. You don't have to go out of pocket for your uh, to get your fill. A masses gift. Could you imagine a masses gift card? But the masses is a, a bar in uh, in uh, Bayonne, New Jersey, that Mike uh, frequents and is a. Uh, Occasionally, tens bar is that fair to say? You can catch Sundays, so you catch Mike over at Massa's Tavern in Bayonne. Listeners come in once in a while, right? They come in and see Mike. Massa's gift card seems like it would just be like a matchbook with an amount written on it and like initials. And then the, when you bring it in, then they take the matchbook, and then they give you, like when you're done, they give you another matchbook um, when you're done, but with a different number on it. Man, got some complainy complainers out there. What you gonna do? Yeah. Guys. 201-332-3484. That's the number for the best show. What did we just hear? Guys, we just heard 
Music from Cozy, the band Cozy, their album Button by Button is on the uh, Hozak label, Horizontal Action. You check that out. Or the song is uh, Kiss Me Dummy. They said they rhyme dummy with bunny, which is close enough. Close enough. Can't mess with these guys. Got some look on the front. A lot of vests on the cover of this uh, album. Seems like there was a sale on vests at the uh, before the photo shoot. Like they got a uh, uh, buy two get two free on vests. Before that, we heard uh, a cruddy with Home From War. That's taken from a, uh, uh, what is that, from the uh, Bring Beer comp put out on the 1-2-X-U label. Amazing uh, collection of Austin and Austin-adjacent music. Fantastic stuff. Cruddy. Before that, we heard the Ngozi Family album is reissued here. Zambia is the, the country of origin. Zamrock. You hear people talk about Zamrock. That was Zamrock. The Ngozi Family with Commander uh, Kwa Bambo Wanga. Uh, reissued by the the uh, people over at Now Again, which is a, a really great label. Ribeye Brothers from their uh, New Ways to Fail, colla- uh, not collection. It's an album. Far side of a bad thing. Is that a reference to uh, right side of a good thing? I don't know. There's only one way to find out. Ask the Ribeye Brothers. It's a great album. New Ways to Fail. Starting us off, we heard the scientists with Leadfoot. From the Weird Love uh, LP, which kind of threw together some odds and ends in the Scientist catalog a long time ago. And starting us off, really starting us off, the new theme music, Mr. and Mrs. Paycheck, with the new Best Show theme. And in the back, we have the old Best Show theme, the old Best Show bed music. We're going to mix it up. We'll do this. Go to the new theme weavers bed music we'll be all over the place with this music here so we'll get it we'll get it dude 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 all right let's go to the phones see who's out there on this the final week of 2014 Me, your friend Tom, once again presenting the best show to you, which can be heard at thebestshow.net. 
each and every Tuesday night. And you gotta tell people, update your, uh, update your, uh, browsers, guys. Update your browsers, resize some stuff. Resize it, update it. Who's good here, Mike? No, I know one's been waiting the longest. That can be still a scary thing, Mike. Mm, Best show, you're on the air. Oh, Tom, how's it going? Oh, it's going all right. Who's this? This is Aaron from South Dakota. Aaron from South Dakota. What's up, buddy? Oh, nothing much. Just sitting here watching Skeleton Twins. Think I have the flu. Think you got the flu. Think I got the flu. Think you got the flu. Well, why don't you do something about it? <laughs> well, I, I kind of already did. See, I took my four. I, I took my four-year-old in today because he has the flu. And I got a shot, which might be too late. But uh, you know, I'm doing what I can. I'm doing what I can. I'm doing what you can. <laughs> I'm doing what I can. <laughs> How's your night going? I've oh, been on hold good. for a while, so I, so I haven't heard any of the show. Okay, well, oh, of course. Uh, my night's going all right. Going all right. Just making a couple adjustments here while you talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, is there a topic at all? Well, no, there's not. Not yet. You're the first call of the show, buddy. Oh, no way. Really? That's awesome. Why <laughs> don't you go tend to your kid? Go tend to your kid. Evo. Sorry. I don't have to tell you. Cole, you'll be on hold for 45 minutes. Uh, you know, I don't have to tell you. Yeah, uh, Jeepers Creepers. What's going on, guys? Besho, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? This is John in Somerville, Massachusetts. John in Somerville, Massachusetts. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. I was uh, looking up some uh, Super Tramp songs, and I uh, I made a discovery on their Wikipedia page. It looks like the guy from Super Tramp, uh, Roger Hodgson, it looks like he uh, edits his own Wikipedia page. Seriously. he's one of. I love when you go to a Wikipedia page and it's clear that the person uh, uh that the, the person who it's about is is editing or they'll just say things like like there'll be certain words like, like everything is a triumph even like the the least successful record is a, was a critical success or garnered good no, great notices right yeah i have a list of uh, some of the edits can i read you some please now this is okay roger hodgson the uh the guy who was was in Supertramp no longer is in Supertramp, right? Well, yeah, kind of. He he like he um, he claims uh, to write all their songs. So if you look up Supertramp songs, they will have his name as the former member, but definitely he wrote it. Let's hear this. Let, give me give me some of this. 
All right. Roger's song Dreamer became the group's first hit song and drove the album to the top of the charts. Roger's dreams were now beginning to come true. Yeah, that's not... That's... That's not... That's like it's something from a biography of this guy, not a Wikipedia page. Yeah, these songs endure, and today Hodgson sings them with the same passion and artistry that has marked his entire life as a musician and a man. Again, off base. <laughs> Remarkably, the humble musical legend is back and with his signature voice sound stronger than ever. So, yeah, this is... Who can rat this out? Rat it out. Shut that page down. Right? <laughs> well, this is in the talk section. I mean, it was edited in five minutes, but somebody uh, posted all of them, so... Bring that page down. Roger Hodgson. I got a right about how this is... What was the thing he said there? Say that the last one you read? Um... <clears throat> The humble musical legend is back, and his signature voice sounds stronger yeah. than ever. Yeah, signature voice. I've got to write something about my signature voice being back. And humble. The word humble gets used. This dude's editing his own Wikipedia, allegedly. I don't want to get be in court two years from now, sitting across from Roger Hodgson. He's bringing up IP numbers. Um, well, he's, yeah, well, he's already proved the naysayers wrong. He's, yeah, he proved the naysayers. Come on, Roger. Act like you've been here. Act like you've been there, buddy. You're the you're you're the guy who did a logical song. Act like you've been here. It's embarrassing. See, if you upload the logical song on YouTube, he'll take it down for copyright. But if you add written and composed by Roger Hodgson, voice of Supertramp, he'll let you keep it up. Not, this guy needs a hobby or something. This sounds like somebody's got to get him off the computer. Staring at it all day. You've got to credit me. Put down written. What's it say? A written and, and sung by Roger Hodgson? Uh, written and composed by Roger Hodgson, voice of Supertramp. And then in the comments, it starts... Roger Hodgson, Supertramp lead singer and songwriter, wrote this hit when he was still in his teens, before he even met Rick. This is so stupid. This guy should be uh, mortified. This is a guy who sold millions of records. He's, he's, he's nitpicking uh, on a Wikipedia page. You ready for this, my friend? This one might be why. This one, this one, this one is uh, arbitrary at best, and. Uh, and could be reversed at any minute, but I think we got to throw Roger Hodgson in the hate pit. Yeah, right? uh, you're right. You're in the hate pit, Hodgson. You're in with Ringo Starr. Sounds like one of his all-star bands. Throw uh, uh, throw Richard Marks and uh, uh, Howard Jones in there, and he could take that hate pit on tour. Right? <laughs> yeah. I saw the Ringo Starr All Star Band one year. You know who was in the thing? It was uh, it was Richard Keel was there. The guy played Jaws in James Bond movies. Um, Professor Irwin Corey was up there, and that guy from Night Ranger, the keyboard player Fitz, was up there. It was a thin year for the Ringo Starr All Star Band. Does the guy even play instruments from James Bond? Jaws from James Bond? 
He plays the harp. He plays very well. Oh. That's the strange thing. He did She's She's Coming Home. What's that song? Off She's Leaving Home. Off Sergeant Peppers. Think about what a dumb title. Sergeant Peppers. Any self-respecting kid back in 1967 should have walked right out of the record store. See that thing. Hey, where's the band that did Rubber Soul and Revolver's new album? Well, here it is. This garish thing with all your heroes now have dopey mustaches and they're in front of... They're wearing stupid costumes on the cover. Remember those guys who couldn't look cooler on the back of Revolver? Well, now they're dressed like circus clowns. I looked for a long time because I was curious if one of the Beatles is claiming to be Sergeant Pepper, but it seems like that's not even, like, they're not even taking on a persona. It's just, like, a name they made yeah, up. Th- thumbs down to the whole thing. It's a dumb, dumb all the way around. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. This Ringo stuff, look. Yeah, I'm beating the drum a little hard on Ringo Starr lately. I get it. I know. Wearing out, uh, maybe, maybe wearing out my welcome with this. Cause Ringo Starr as a solo artist is in the rock and roll, is gonna be in the rock and roll hall of fame. What's that induction ceremony gonna be like when he does the song, gets up there, jams? You come on like a dream, peaches and cream, lips like strawberry wine. You're 16, you're beautiful, and you're mine. Ugh, that's him at his best, that pile of trash. But if if that's gonna, Wings should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wings had a hundred hits. Get that band in. Get Wings in. Get Joe English in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Get Denny Sewell in there. Lawrence Juber. These guys should be honored. Get the, what's his face in? Denny Lane. All of them. Get him in there. Man, here I sit. This is where I'm at. 2014. I end 2014 moaning about Ringo Starr being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Meanwhile, this show, ner- Nerd-ist. nerd Nerdiest? Is that show called The Nerdiest? Like, who's the nerdiest? I'm the nerdiest! It's me! The nerdiest! So that show actually has Paul McCartney on. The nerd... It's called The Nerdist, not Nerdiest. For some reason, I thought that show was called The Cantina Scene. And it isn't. Then I thought it was called Han Shot First. But it's called the, then I thought it was the, it's not the, it's the Nerdist. They actually have Paul McCartney on. I'm meanwhile, I'm here throwing rocks at Ringo Starr. These guys actually had the physical, actual human Paul McCartney on their podcast. Man, we are in the tank with this thing. We're, we're, it's like that, uh, song started at the bottom, right, Mike? You know that song. Started at the bottom. 
Do you know who did that song, Mike? Amadeo knows. Right? Jason knows. Pat knows. How many people are here? Just named eight guys. Oh, I run in a shuttle out there? Why won't these guys just let me come here and do everything myself? <laughs> and figure 900 jobs out. Dude, I have no idea what I'm doing here with these things. They do all that stuff. But yeah, they actually got the actual Paul McCartney on their thing. Man, I got, I got, I got to get, we got it. We got to get this thing, uh, uh, rolling. We got to get this thing rolling. It's time. It's best show time. Can't, it can't lay here like this. This can't lay around like this. Yeah, I got the uh, Cliff, the guy, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a Cliff uh, Skurlock on uh, Twitter. He's the guy who was the drummer for the Flaming Lips. Great drummer. Um, he's saying, hey, don't, you forgot about it don't come, don't, it don't come easy. Oh no, I remember it don't come easy. Keep going though. Yeah, back off Boogaloo. It don't come easy. Now it gets a little thin soup. What? Uh, photograph? Okay. Now we're at three. Did we fill an EP yet for this guy? Then, then the comical songs show up. I'm the greatest. You know that song? People said I was great. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yes, my name was Billy Shears. And it has been for all of these years. Guy sings like, that's not even singing. That's like, order, it's like, he sounds like he's like, picking things out of a catalog. I'll take that, and I'll take that. Let me get one of these. Like the same range you would use to order things at like a deli counter is his actual singing voice. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, uh, Tom? That's me. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to ask. Um, I know it's, you know, it, you start a new show and you don't talk about everything, but it, have you heard from Spike? Is, Sp- is, is Spike a part of the show? Spike's, I, I don't know, I don't know. It's up to him. He got the, he gets the, same, the same number gets given out to everybody. It, it, there's no, there's no communication for like ten, twelve years. No communication at all. It, he just called in every night. There's no, or every Tuesday night. Absolutely zero prearrangement. <laughs> Zilch. That's <laughs> amazing. Well, what's your name, young man? Uh, Kevin in D.C. Kevin in D.C. What's going yeah. on in D.C. tonight? Oh, uh, not much. Not much. I actually. Um, I'm moving out, uh, or tomorrow. I'm moving, moving out. out. Uh, another, <laughs> another, uh, unbridled horror show, right? Yeah, well. Billy Joel. I'm, I'm moving out of, uh, my, or I'm, I'm closing out my parents' home that I grew up in. 
and that uh, it's, it's kind of crazy, but um, uh, you know that I discovered everything that everything in my life. In mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, anyway, um, it, um, can I can I talk about like uh, production company names? Sure. Um, like, what do you want to talk yeah. about? Well, it, I don't, I don't know what the rules are, but like, you named your production company a cool name. Okay. Um, uh, what, like, when people name their friends, have you noticed? My goal what? was, I wanted to name a production company Billy Joel Sucks Productions, <laughs> and I was told legally that would not be possible. Just, I kept thinking of the idea, Billy Joel's home, watching a TV show, kind of enjoying it, and the show's pretty good, right? Sitting in his, where's he, Massapequa? Where's Billy Joel live? Uh, it's that island off of Connecticut. Yeah, wherever he lives. But he's sitting in his, in his, uh, man cave. I'm going down to the man cave. Gonna watch some TV. Hey, the show's pretty good. Closing credits. Title card comes up. Billy Joel Sucks Productions. Hey, come on. Let's picture how mad he'd be. Come on. Oh. Wouldn't that be the greatest moment in all of mankind? <laughs> Billy Joel Sucks and he's watching it. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, yeah, all right. Look, get off my phone. Jeepers, creepers, man. Catch up. Sounds like somebody's dipping into the, uh, little, uh, taking the, getting their glaucoma treatment. A little bit of God's green herb. So, um,. Yeah, that guy. And look, the thing with Spike, Spike can call anytime he wants. I'll take Spike's call right now. This is what I would say to Spike. People want to know where Spike is? I'd say to Spike, 201-332-3484. Who's good here, Mike? Good, good, or your idea of good? Which one? All right. Best show, you're on the air. Tom, this is Lisa Jane Persky calling. What? Congratulations. I'm very happy to hear you on the air again. You are? I'm ecstatic. Are you kidding? I love you. This is the actress. Actor, sorry. Actor. I love you so. And writer. And Um, photographer. Tom? Yes? I have a a Ringo story for you. You do? Lisa Jane Persky. For people who don't know, you are a, a super talent. Thank you've, you. You've done nice. just about everything. You were. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. I was reading, uh, what, what was I reading uh, about a, a play and then you were in the play? What play were you, where would I have been reading about you in a play back in the 70s? Um, gosh, uh... I don't know. I don't know where you would have read about that. Maybe um, in an Iowa uh, magazine. A prayer is called Prairie Something. Kimber McLeod wrote an article about me and Gary from back at Gary Valentine from Blondie, and I think it might have been mentioned there. Oh, I know what it was. You were in the thing. Were you in a play with? Was it, is there a divine connection? Oh yeah, yeah. There is a divine connection. Yes, I did a play um, called Women Behind Bars at, at the Truck and Warehouse Theater on Fourth Street, right across the street from the Club Eighty Two, which people have heard of, I'm sure, and around the corner from uh, um, from CBGBs. Mm-hmm. And and I, I did that play like eight. I got raped by divine eight eight times a week. So you play. were you were in a play with Divine, yes. And this is between which movies for Divine? Is this why? Wh- wh- well, where was Divine? This is like seventy eight, seventy six. Female trouble. Yeah, it was seventy seventy five, seventy six. Wow. It was a lot of fun. We had so much fun. And the show was like an hour and ten minutes when it was going really really well. And then, but Divine got sick a couple of times, and and when Divine got sick. Uh, he was replaced once by Monty Rock the Third. Okay. And then another time by Hollywood Lawn. And when Holly did the show, the show was about two hours long. Okay. So that wasn't really quite as fun because, as you know, timing is everything. Yes, it goes a little, takes a little longer. Then <laughs> it's a little well. less fun. But um, I played the innocent raped by the system. Okay. Then Divine was the system. Really. Was Divine a good good person? Divine was a fantastic person. I loved I loved Divine. That's so he awesome. Was, he was sweet, sweet, sweet. And also, he liked to smoke a lot of pot. Mm-hmm. So um, Ringo. I just heard he Mike was... crack a beer. Also. <laughs> just Mike ready for? Yeah, he's like Mickey Mantle out there. <laughs> it's like. It's like, he's like, he's like, he's, he's the Derek Jeter. It's always like a clutch crack out there. Just when the, just when the, we're up against the wall trying to pull it out. Mighty Mike's at the plate. So good to have the gang all back together. Well, thank you. It's good to have the gang. I agree. It's good to have the gang back together. So Ringo Starr, Lisa Jane Persky, and Ringo Starr. Tell me how you have a Ringo Starr story. Okay, so I used to have this boyfriend who was uh, he was a busboy at Morton's Restaurant, which is this in the in the eighties. And in the eighties, it was it was on Melrose near Melrose Place, and and it was like very um, hip. Uh, you know, place to work, and 
place to go and and everybody used to go there. So so being a busboy there, you could sort of inform on everybody and anyone, and you found out, you know, kind of the habits of the rich and famous. So, um, and you also found out how to fold your shirt, uh, your shirt sleeves up. There was like a special way that you had to uniform yourself. Okay. And they wore K-Swiss shoes and, they, and white shirts, and they had a special, anyway, everything was done in this very specific way and it was pink and everything was pink and green and white and um and so Ringo came to this to celebrate I don't know whether it was an anniversary or a birthday some big big celebration and and what what and year are we we talking about around probably like I'm thinking 80 somewhere between 81 and 84 so this is stop and smell the roses Caveman era Ringo Starr. <laughs> there you go, Caveman. Absolutely, it was right around then. A took. Okay, so was he wearing his caveman outfit? <laughs> I wish he had been. So, just, so okay, so you're you're there. So, so he comes in. This is I'm not there. Donald's there. Okay, Donald, my 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 ex boyfriend. He he's there. It's not with Donald Most. This is not Donald Most, is it? No. No. Wouldn't that be something if you were just burying the lead in this Ringo Starr story and it turns out you so went out sorry, with Donnie no. Most? This story is never going to be as good as if that were true. <laughs> okay, so Donald is there. But Okay, yeah, and, and a host of people waiting on this table of about, I think, maybe 13 people. Well, no, it had to be 14 or 12 because if it had been 13, somebody would have died and maybe it would have been him, but... Um, but anyway, at the table were uh, uh, Ringo and his been Barbara Bach and all of their friends, and um, you know there was a lot of champagne and there was a lot of food, and it went on all night long. And finally, you know, the bill came, and uh, you know they, they had literally a team of like seven people over this watching over this table, and the bill came, and he paid the bill, and. And everybody got up to leave, and they picked up the the, the check to see that he hadn't left a tip. Ugh. What is and, it with these uh, guys? What is it? So, yeah. So, uh, so the, the, the waiter and the busboys, they were all sort of agog and aghast at the, at the slip, just sort of staring at the slip blankly. Like, And then th- they took it to the maitre d' and said, you know, maybe he's made a mistake. You know, this is... There's no tip, so um, the and I give I give the major D so much credit because he he went out into the parking lot after Good. Ringo, yeah, and it, and he said he said, excuse me, I'm sorry, I think you forgot. With all the guys like looking out the window, you know, yeah, yeah. After, I think maybe you forgot something here, and Ringo said, no, I don't tip. Oh, what a dirt bag. Put him in the and dirt that, bag hall of fame. You know, people have always told me how nice he is and everything. Yeah. And then I remember this story, which I know was true, and I know I knew all those guys were really nice and that they were really helpful, the guys mm-hmm. who worked there. And so nobody did anything weird or, you know, didn't a, bring him his straw. What a dirty skunk. He's a dirty skunk. <laughs> Something. But yeah. that's really low, right? No, that's the worst. He's a bum. So, uh, He's a bum. Yeah, yeah. The Did luckiest, the luckiest that... man in history is a is a ingrate about it. 
This, yeah, this guy mean, should tip 700% everywhere he goes. He should be like, look, it's all gravy for me. Right. I'm a, exactly. I was a passable drummer, a very good drummer. Very good. He's a very right. good drummer. Yeah, yeah. Not I much love, of a I, singer. A per, a per, as a singer, he was no different than when a... Uh, when you'd be watching a, a show and like, if, if you were watching like a, a, a show and say, uh, Gene Rayburn started singing a song on a talk show. Or it's like something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's the vocal level you'd expect from this guy. I do want to say though that I think he's a very good actor. He's a charismatic screen presence. No, he's very he's charming. He's very charming yeah. guy. Yeah. Like, he's I a just bum. The re-release of Help, no, Hard Days no, Night. Hard Days Night, yeah, yeah re-release great, that. that incredible, right? So I good, mean, such, and you want to like him so much. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's a very, it's a very, very sad story. But he's a and, bum. Uh, he's a bum. And yeah, th- yeah, that's a really that's it. But so I'm sure there are better stories about Billy Joel, but I don't have one. He's a lousy, no good bum, Ringo Starr. <laughs> I hope he does. I hope he does this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I hope he throws his back out on stage. I hope he slips as he's walking out there and throws his back out. We'll be watching for that. For yeah, sure. I hope he throws his back out. He limps out on stage. That would be the greatest moment. Watching that Thank bum. You, watching that bum hunched over. Sanctuary. It's terrible. I can't. I can't believe it got his tip like that. Again, this guy should be handing out hundred dollar bills to anyone who he makes eye contact with, just because of the free ride that the universe gave him. But no, yeah, I, I don't tip. I don't tip. We should have. Yeah, I'm from Europe. I hope he goes on stage. When I was in New York, that like at at some bar that I was, I walked by on 18th Street at some famous bar. I can't remember the name of it, but they had a sign up that said, um, "You know, if anyone from Europe is confused about the tipping customs, please ask our management." You tip, you tip when you're here, stupid. (laughs) I hope Ringo Starr goes up there and he's like, "Peace and love, peace and love," and then some waiter goes, "Hey, remember me?" And it throws a water balloon filled with ink, and it just hits him right in the forehead. Right. Remember me from Morton's night. Yeah, remember remember me, you bum. <laughs> oh. Exactly. Oh, Lisa Jane Persky, what's going on with you? Real, real quick, what's what's uh, what's happening? Gosh, you know, I, I'm 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 really working on my book seriously right now. You have and, so um, many stories. But the book is about the book starts. It starts before I was born, because I remember that so much better than what's happened yesterday. But and it goes to um, 1973. Wow! And then there's an yeah. So but and and so a lot of things have happened where I've had to go. And I don't know if you have read any of the stuff I've written about the village, but I've had to write some things that are in the second book which starts in 1973, where this first book leaves off. And uh, I'm going to be presenting a a performance piece at um, the EMP Experience Music Project uh, this year in Seattle. That's exciting. Um, Yeah, and it's going to be from that period, because we're we're, uh, doing a panel, along with Kimberly McLeod, 
uh, on um, uh, the, on how all of these tendrils of the arts came together in the, in New York in the sixties through nineteen eighty. So that should be fun. All right, I'm I want ready. everyone to come. You let you tell me what's happening. We'll tell everybody all about it. All right, all right, uh, Tom. It's just so so great to hear you and uh, and everyone who calls and. Um, it's just great to hear Mike's that, voice, and well, uh, you know, I just love you guys, and I love and tell and uh, the book. I'm so proud to hey. I'm so proud to be part of the book. The, hey Lisa, the, Lisa, how's it going? Hey, hey. me, Mike. Remember me? <laughs> yeah, you're a part of the the uh, the box set that's coming out. The uh, yeah, Sharpling and Worcester box set. Yes, Numerogroup.com. Putting it's an out. honor to to be asked. Your amazing photographs. Thank you very Speaking much. Speaking of Ringo Starr. No, <laughs> no autographs. No tips. No talent. That's his and motto. And yet he has, he, he manages to sing a song about, I'm trying to photograph. What is that song? Photograph? Yeah. What uh, is he actually saying in that song? Every time I see your face, it reminds me of the place. Vocal octuple tracked to try to make it to keep him so it sounds like he can hold a tune. All I got is a photograph. How many drummers like tried to, you know, move into? I love the Keith Moon records. Yeah, well, the, no. you mean the, the the fun Keith Moon album? Yeah, that's yeah, fun. That's fun. Yeah, that is fun. Yeah, try um, listening to these Ringo Starr albums. You'll be gouging but, your eardrums out. What are, the, are there other drummers who've, who've, you know, had put out records where they're singing? Sure. My boy Grohl. All my life I've been looking for something, something. That guy wrote a thing in Rolling Stone. I put it up on Instagram where he's like, I got the next album, next two fighters album figured out. What? Three years away. He's like, nobody's ever done this before. What I got figured out, people are going to blow people's minds. All right. All click, right. click it back a little yeah. bit. Really? No one's ever done. This guy figured something out that no one's ever done with any album ever. What was it going to... The only thing I would want to hear is if he's just like, yeah, we're not on it. We're not on the <laughs> album. It's another band. Okay, I'll buy a copy of that. <laughs> oh. oh, Lisa Jane Persky, right. you have well, a great night. Happy New Year. Say, Happy New Year, everyone. Say hi to Andy. Uh, and uh, I, I will. I'm sure he'll be calling you soon. I'm ready. All right. Okay, have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ringo Starr. What a bum. I don't tip. It's not a mistake. I think I'm getting... You ever feel like you're getting dumber, Mike? I I really feel like I am. My goal this year... Not this year. Like uh, When November started, I'm like, oh, there's two months left in the year. I was like, I got to read some books like i want to read get a knock a couple uh heavy duty books out like let me let me read a couple real books 
not not what the usual book I read, which it's like someone telling the story of the band they were in or the movies that they made or some oral history of people do, doing uh, or behind the scenes at any the, 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 the Kenny's Castaways oral history of Kenny's Castaways I'm like let me read some real books Beginning in November. I got two months. Let me see if I can f- knock a few out. Here we are. Two days. The year is about to end. I'm still like... At the point where I'm like, well, I, man, I really got to knuckle down and, and finish this magazine. Like... I feel like I'm getting dumber. Like... Got to... Been three, three. I'm almost three weeks in on this, uh, uh, this comic uh, uh, Warlock from the '70s. This collection of Warlock stories by Jim Starlin. Why well, this shouldn't take me that long to read? It's written for nine-year-olds. I'm like I'm having a hard time reading Blu-ray booklets. Booklets that come with Criterion Blu-rays. Are taking me a week and a half now. Look, I'm getting dumber. I don't know, man. Well, look, maybe I'm spending a lot of time uh, working on this, getting the best show back, all that stuff. That's taking a lot of time. So it, it might be some uh, some of that. Taking a little bit of, a little, uh, not like I'm sitting around all day looking for something to read. I got, I don't have all, all the time in the world. But seriously, I, I can't, I have this copy I've been carrying around, Catch-22. I have to be buried with this thing at this point. Yeah, I'm two pages in. Okay, Mike's, Mike's lording his intel. Eh, that's a difficult book. But what he's saying when he says that is, yeah, I read it. I read it. Wait, you tell me I might not be ready for that one? I, I just, uh, I, it's like when you talk to people and they're like, uh, they're like, uh, the, the, the two Thomas Pinchon books they read now, it's the, 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 the Inherent Vice and then the, the pamphlet he wrote. Crying on Lot 49 still took me forever to read. What am I going to do with one of these big ones? Gravity's Rainbow? I'm never going to get through that. But I want to. Why can't I be smart? I just want to be smart. I didn't have a chance in this life to be smart. I'm just looking for a hand up, not a hand out. I think I could be smart. I know I'm crafty. I know my way around around a wisecrack, but man, not so smart, and I'm getting dumber. Yeah, yeah, I would read the Hard Day's Night that I have to write in my list of things to do. Finish the Hard Day's Night booklet. 
that came with the Blu-ray. All right, I got to All right, guys, it's go time. I just got to knuckle down. I'm going to read this four-page interview with Richard Lester. I can do this. I'm just going to read about it. There is this beautiful, the Blu-ray of Hard, of Hard Day's Night is great. The one that came out this year. One the, one of the funny things in it is Ringo, not Ringo stories. Movie starts. Beatles are running down the street. Two of them turf out, trip over each other. That's one thing. 15 seconds later, you're watching it. And you see this girl, the Beatles, they, they, they run into a train station. These kids are running after. There's a girl who falls so hard. Who, she basically crashes into, she, she could have ended up like paralyzed from the way she fell. And it's just in the movie, they're just grabbing stuff of kids running after the Beatles. This, this kid turfs out so hard. It's, I would be, it would ruin me for years if I fell that hard the way this kid chasing the Beatles fell. Two people on, on Twitter. Those Warlock comics are pretty dense. They don't patronize me. Don't patronize me. It's about a dude flying through the thing and he's got a little troll dancing next to him. I gotta get smarter for 2015. 2015, man, I gotta get smarter. I gotta reverse the trend. The dumb train. The dumb train has got... We got to turn the dumb train around, man. Book club? I'm not going to do no book club. I read John Darnielle's book. I thought that was good. Did you read that, Mike? It's good. It's a real book. You saw a good review? Yeah, it's a real book. This guy can really write. He's not just doing some, uh, he's not just doing some, some, uh, he's not going to be like my book. When I finally write a book, that's going to be the laziest book you ever saw in your life. Wait till you see the book I write. Oh boy, that's going to be something else. Sleepwalk through it. I gotta run. It'd be a lot of big, big fonts in that thing. A lot of. I hope you like white space, because there's a lot of it in this book. It'd be like one of the, make one of these uh, Dennis Leary uh, tweet collections look like uh, that Crumb brother drawing his little drawings, getting crazier and crazier, filling the whole page up. Got to turn the dumb train around, Tom. 2015, that's a goal. Having a hard time. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time. Watch, uh, I watch uh, uh, Justified. I'm having a hard time hanging with the, the that. I'm 
partway through season one of Justified. Do you like Justified, Mike? You remind me of that one guy on it. Take your pick. Which guy? Which guy did you think I was going to reference? Who, Walter Goggins? Did he survive? Did he survive on Sons of Anarchy? How about what's-his-face, his buddy? The two of them got away? Did did Tig live? Good. You know what? Wait. The dude who the dude who looks like Frank Zappa a little bit. But who's even left? It's like a one man motorcycle gang. Piney is Piney still around? Piney's gone. What about Rubber Hands? He lived, right? So it's a motorcycle gang that consists of Taz. What was his name? Tig. Tig. Walter Goggins and Rubber Hands. Did the uh, did the Irish guy survive? He survived. What? That's the worst character in the history of TV. That guy on Sons of Anarchy. Least interesting character I've ever seen. But they they hung so much. A- that guy must have won a bet with uh, uh, Kurt Sutter. Yeah, he got a, he got a job because he has a scar on his face. I'll put a scar on my face for a job. I got nothing going on. Are you kidding? I'm here. I tell you, I st- I know the dates on when I can bring this all this equipment back, Mike. I know all the dates to the day. I'll be the guy who walks back in. Holding a 16-channel mixing board. Yeah, I'd like to return this, please. What do you got? Why, why, why is Carl Newman moaning? He's moaning about how bad sitcoms are all over Twitter. Listen to the show. Goofball? <laughs> what are you doing? You're moaning about how sitcoms stink. Here's the best thing you ever heard in your life. Best show, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Tom. This is Henry from Berkeley, California. Henry from Berkeley, California. What's up, Henry? Uh, well, you know, this has been a pretty nerdy show so far, and uh, I was going to make it nerdier by asking uh, what you thought of uh, Comic-Con this year. I, I know you were there. Um, well, I'm not one given to panic attacks, <laughs> but I started to have one down on the floor when uh, when I was getting shoved around. Because the San Diego Comic-Con is overcrowded with people. Half of them are in costumes with weird visibility issues. Like they're wearing a helmet. They can't save no peripheral vision. And everybody's stopping to either take a picture with one of those people or or to be in a picture. Oh look, I'm sticking with Justified. I like it. I'm just saying it's it's intellectually challenging for me at this point. Having a hard time. Getting dumber. You know what that's like? Mm-hmm. You ever have that uh, feeling? Yeah, I read too many comic books. I I I haven't. I don't think I read a real book this year that wasn't about pro wrestling. I got I got to fix it. I got to fix it. I'm better than this. But this Comic Con. 
This thing is like a, it's it's like uh, it's 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 just too many people at it. It's scary. I was getting shoved around. There's no and there's no just there's no order to things. So everybody's walking in whatever direction they want. Suddenly they'll see uh, oh there's a, a guitar with uh, with a stormtrooper on it, which I, I they actually had there, and so they they just all of a sudden make a forty five degree turn. Nobody can see where them where they're going. They turn. They, now they're blocking the guy dressed like uh, uh, who? Uh, Django Fett. And yeah. now he's somebody's stopping to take a picture with the guy dressed as uh, one of the GI Joe Cobra guys. And so it's so it's just colliding. It's nonstop colliding. I, I worry I had added to your panic attack because I, I saw you walking out front, and as I passed by, I just shouted, best show. Oh, I remember you. you. Yeah, no, I, I, that was very nice of you. Oh, thanks, thanks. I, I, I wanted to stand in line for the thing, but I, it, was, it was too popular. The Steven Universe is too yeah, popular. Well, tell that to the kids on that line, man. They could have looked right through me. I was on that line because I do do a voice on this uh, cartoon, Steven Universe. Those kids, I was the only one. They were not there. Want me to sign your uh, thing? Yeah, sure. Now we want everyone else but you to sign this thing. Oh, boy. These kids are not into it. Uh That Venn diagram, don't, uh, that don't loop, that Venn diagram. Not a whole lot of overlap on that one. Oh, I'm part of it. I, I oh, you might be it. it. You might be me, and you might be the only ones. <laughs> well, thanks for the call, champ. Oh, best show. Hello. Hello. Yes, Jordan I'm from Queens. What? I'm from Queens. This is Jordan. Jordan from What's Queens. Up? Yeah. What's up, Jordan? I'm just- um, yes, so much. I hear you were talking about the Beatles before. Yeah. Yeah, and I like them because my, my grandmother would play the wings all the time. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's funny because he makes it sound a lot like the other stuff with all the voices in the different places of the song. A lot of different, uh, a lot of different, uh, very layered sound. Yeah, I think it's just, he makes it sound like there's a lot of different songs in one song. Sure, he's ha- you know? he has songs like that where there's a lot of parts jammed together. Yeah, and it's fun to listen to it. Yeah, I like it. But yeah, I think I don't the the guy the the the, the saw guy the radio saw he yeah was in the Beatles and I don't know I like his the, some of the funny songs that he sings but I don't know any of his stuff outside of yeah. that time. Don't don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. You're better off doing anything other than uh, finding out what the deal with that is. Okay, well, yeah, I just wanted to call and say how much uh, I like them. That's it. Well, I appreciate it. All right, thanks. All right, you have well, a I good like, night. I, my, my grandmother loves the show, and she doesn't really let me listen to it, but I, I found it online, so No, tell, tell Grandma I said hi. Okay, thank you. Bye. Best show. Hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? Uh, this is Joe. I'm calling from uh, Brooklyn. Joe from Brooklyn. What's up, Joe? Um, I just have a quick uh, celebrity interaction story, um, allegedly. 
Um, Let's hear it. You want to say? Um, I, uh, I work at a restaurant in lower Manhattan, mm-hmm. and uh, we, you know, we get, we're in Soho. We get a good amount of celebrities in there. Um, almost all of them are totally cool, just normal people, whatever. Um, not too long ago, one of the servers at my restaurant was uh, approached a table of a husband and wife that had come in, and they had been looking at the dinner menu uh, that was posted outside, and uh, they it was lunchtime. And uh, we have a much smaller menu at lunchtime. And the the gentleman ordered an item on the dinner menu, and the server politely told him, oh, I'm sorry, that's not available. It's not even prepped yet. You know, we can't do it. And this gentleman, uh, quote-unquote celebrity, turned to the server and said, not even for Sandy Kenyon. Hold on a minute. First uh, first of all, I just want to say... This is an alleged. I don't know if you have some axe to grind with Sandy Kenyon. I don't know, but if if your story is to be believed, Sandy Kenyon tried to order off menu and pull. He tried to pull the Sandy Kenyon card. And for did. people who don't know, Sandy Kenyon is the guy who basically, if you get into a, a cab. This is the guy who who uh, blathers on about uh, showbiz entertainment, right? Right. Everyone's excited about Into the Woods. I think it's in theaters now. Yeah, it's in theaters now. Sandy Kenyon. He also does like holiday updates on uh, Ten Ten Wins. Ben Affleck is looking to. Everyone's excited Ben Affleck is going to play Batman in the new Batman vs. Superman movie. The Argo director will be back on the big screen with Gone Girl, directed by David Fincher. This fall, Sandy Kenyon, 10-10 wins. Look, I, I can't, I can't, I don't know if this story's true or not. Yeah, no, I understand. I just, uh, it's just kind of funny because, like I said, I mean, I, I'm not going to name other celebrities that frequent our restaurant. There's no point in that. But I just think that somebody who's such a marginal sort of almost annoyance, I can't imagine how often people just, without even thinking, knowing it's coming on, just turn the off button on the screen in the back of the cab so they don't have to see that. Yeah. And uh, I like how many times you keep saying you're not going to name who the celebrities are that go to the restaurants. We get it. You're not going to name them, okay? All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Tom. Best show. Oh, hello. Um, hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? Um, this is Nicholas calling uh, technically from Upper Montclair, New Jersey, but I guess also calling from the hate pit. Uh, I hope you give me a chance here. Um, I wanted to call and thank you. Something else I wanted to say was... Uh, the wonderful gift that I received for pre-ordering the Numero box set was 
truly, I mean, on beyond my expectations. I, uh, I got the box set because I'm a fan of the show, mm-hmm. and um, I knew that the Rock, Rotten, Roll phone piece came with it. But when I actually got it in the mail, it was a pretty sizable chunk of the tone button and the box. I don't want to give it away for anyone who hasn't gotten there yet, but the box was hilarious. All right, good. And the, um, the, the letter of certification from you and John, with, which I assume was your real signature, is not stamped. That's us. No, we did, we did that. I, I trust it. It was... Yeah. Honestly, the greatest Hanukkah surprise I think I have ever received. Well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Well, I, really I appreciate it. So why are you in the hate pit? Why would you say you were in the hate pit? Oh, I called last week about um, <laughs> Kevin Pollack. Oh, that's <laughs> you right. You put me in the hate pit. <laughs> you were the guy. You're so pregnant. Right now, the hate pit consists of Ringo Starr. John Hodgson from Supertramp and you. Oh, is 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 Ringo back in? Because yeah. I was also gonna, I was gonna, if we were gonna talk to him, but I was gonna say some some things about Ringo. But yeah, no, he's in. Is, he's in. Is that who I'm in with? That's who you're in. It, it, it really hasn't been that lonely here in the hate pit compared to the actual hate pit of Brooklyn that I live in, but um. I mean, Ringo, yeah, no, it's... It, okay, goodbye. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, how's it going? It's Carl. What? Carl? Carl... Yeah, it's, it's Carl Newman. Carl Newman? Sorry, AC, AC. AC Newman from New yeah. Pornographers? Mm-hmm. Well, how are you? I'm I'm good. I was I was just watching TV. That's, that's cool. And, uh, I was... Uh, I was really bored, and yeah. I checked my Twitter, and I saw people were calling me out. Yeah, nothing to do, huh? Watching I know, TV. exactly. We're here for you, AC. But um, it's funny. I was, I was just talking to Christy, and we wanted, to, we wanted to explain why we weren't listening to the best show. It was because there's this Danish TV show called Borgen, mm-hmm. which everybody <laughs> says is the best TV show. Okay. And we just got the DVD in night and we were watching it and that's that's why we weren't listening so you're watching borgen yes look i don't know what borgen is i'll spot you with the diff the the, the the difference on borgen what is borgen about in in a few in a few words it's the danish house of cards okay that's all you need to know we've only seen two episodes so and you I, love it. It, it gets, gets a thumbs up, I think. All right. Okay. Now but you the show the show that came off on afterwards is um it's called Ground Floor. Have you ever heard of this show? Why yes, I have. Really? Mhm. What do you think of it? Not my cup of tea. Not my cup of I tea. I appreciate I appreciate the craft, I think. Sure. Just like that to me is what jellyfish are to people who make music. You're not a fan of jellyfish? No. Those plasticky rubber sounding albums. I think they're pretty good. Nah, I'm not into it. Not my not my scene. 
You know, I would argue that their weakness was that they were too good. In, in that they wanted to sound like Super Tramp, mm-hmm. and they sounded exactly like Super Tramp. You know what I mean? Sure. Like they were just, they wanted to do their version of Super Tramp, but somehow they're just doing Super Tramp. Exactly. Hello. It's like uh, diamonds are more valuable because of their flaws. Look, I'm not even getting... Dan- have Sorry, go ahead. They didn't have any flaws. That maybe that's what it is. Maybe look, maybe I need to try these records again. They're, it's just a little too slick for me. It always struck me as a little too shiny and slick. But I could, obviously the, this guy, that dude, can write songs and everything. I understand that. But I think, and especially when that came out, I was in a more uh, lo-fi period of my life. And they wore those goofy hats on the first record, which was very yeah. hard to forgive. And that logo might have done it for me, too. Mm-hmm. It was a certain kind of band that wore um, those top hats, like the Mad Hatter, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't them. So I think they screwed themselves in that respect. With those hats. Don't wear hats. Mm-hmm. And, and look, maybe I'll try those records. I don't know. Which one should I listen to, A.C. Newman? <laughs> Uh, the first one? Okay, the first one. Uh, I'm, gu- I'm guessing it was called Self-Titled. Okay. The second one was good, too. I think it was called Spilt Milk. You know what record I like, though? Brill Bruisers. Oh, thank you. By the new pornographers. That's very nice of you. And look, well, I want to... I'm very, I'm very humble about what I do, so it's hard for me to take a... Compliment. I want to apologize. I want to apologize to you publicly, AC Newman, because I said to you something. I was like trying to say a song. I told you which new porn. Well, I don't know why I said this. Maybe because I was trying to prove that you guys were imperfect in your perfection, and I tried to say how the song Jessica Numbers is not my favorite new pornographer song. But then last night, I'm listening to this thing. I'm like, okay, now I get it. Now I get it. I don't think they have any bad songs. No, I think we have bad songs. Well, I, I think you don't like certain songs of yours. It's what I do for a living, so why would I point out my weaknesses to people? You but know, I, that's the sure. That's a tough thing. That's a tough thing about being a musician. You're you're no longer allowed to point out your weaknesses but it's also not it's also not your job to tell people why they shouldn't like the thing they like either you you know what i mean when you make things exactly it's not up to you to disabuse people of the thing that they enjoyed Mm. i figured that out after i spent a long time trying to convince people that certain songs of mine were good when i realized oh nobody thinks that so I should just let people think what they think. People are going to think they're going to do it anyway. Exactly. People are always thinking. They're always thinking. When can we, How can we get them to stop thinking? If only we could get I, people to stop thinking, it would be so easy for all of us trying exactly. to make I, things. I spent half my life trying to figure that question out. My favorite new pornographer's song is... Hmm. Unguided. You know, I think I, fi- <laughs> I think I figured out my favorite pornographer song, and it's the Bleeding Heart Show. And it's mainly because I think it's our most popular song, yeah. and I like it. It's your stairway to heaven. It's the fourth song yeah. on the album. It's got three parts to it. 
Exactly. It is our Stairway to Heaven. It is. Stairway to Heaven has three parts. Bleeding Heart Show has three parts. Fourth song on the album. Fourth song on the album. Makes there, sense. There. I, I only wish that that was on your fourth album, not your third album. I think about that, this stuff way too much. That's where I screwed myself, I think. Well, you oh, were, sorry, that's where we screwed ourselves. You were too good too soon. Mm-hmm. We should have seen that. I don't know why. That was, was sort of a misstep. You know what song I listen to a lot of yours? It's a, it, but it's a Dan song. Which one? Daughters of Sorrow. That's a great song. That's Not many one. people bring that up. It's It's got so few words in it, which is crazy. It's true. It's got a little, it's got a, it's got a weird sort of a soul vibe to it. Yeah, I like it a lot. It, it, it reminds me of a song. I can't remember which one, but yeah, it's a great song. I could talk about Dan endlessly. Well, look, he's one of my favorites. He's one of my favorites, too. What and are a good th- guy? Not many people know that he's a really good guy. I had a good time. The times I've talked to him have all been good times. Yeah, we were. Uh, we can't talk about what we talked about. No, tell you. no, we can't. What a teaser! Well, what a what a what a teaser <laughs> that will be uninteresting in actuality compared to what people's minds, where people's minds will take it. Carl well, AC Newman, Carl Newman. What does 2015 hold? For both yourself and the new pornographers, um, I think this is going to be a, just the year of crackpot schemes. I think, um, okay, I've got some ideas that couldn't possibly work, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if they work. Well, look, when you're ready to loop me in on these ideas, you let me know. I will well, do anything. You're not ready to loop the world into your crackpot ideas. Well, I got one going here. I got I rebuilt this radio show. That's, oh, that's a, no, that come on, that was. I know it was hard to do, but you knew that was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. We'll see if anybody. Um, but I'm down here. I'm down here in the tank, man. I got other shows. Got Paul McCartney going on their show, and I'm moaning about Ringo Starr. They actually have the actual Paul McCartney on their thing. But you know what? what I got the the nerdiest. That show, the nerdiest, had Paul McCartney. The but you know what, though? I got Paul McCartney on. Now, right now, I got him on. Mm-hmm. Somebody just said on, on the, uh, that the year of crackpot schemes sounds like it could be one of your song titles. <laughs> Uh-oh. Wow. That's a really mean thing to say. No, it's in a good way. Maybe if you put something in front of the year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's a song title. Maybe Put it's a, a big word in front of year, and I think you've got something. Or maybe it's a Dan title. But I just wanted to say I was really inspired by um, the thing that you're working on that mm-hmm. I can't talk about. I know. Has inspired me to do something very similar. Oh, uh oh. And, and there's there's room for more than one of us in this world. Uh oh, no. Know? I knew I shouldn't have told anybody about my secret project. 99? I'm calling that Secret Project 99. But, you know, like, a person in a band isn't threatened because another person starts a band. So you shouldn't feel threatened. And I know right. I'm not going to do anything as good as you, but you inspired me to do it. And no. I think I've got something. 
All right, we will talk about this uh, where we can yeah, talk about Yeah, let's not talk this. about this no. in, a, in a public forum. Exactly. Let's not do this. Because it means nothing to anybody. Let's not we do this. We're not going to do this tap dance. Yeah, let's not tap dance. All right, A.C. Newman. I am going to talk to you soon, and I yes. wish you the happiest of New Year's. Yes, you too. And uh, I, I can't believe I actually called in. You did. So weird. You did it. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Great to talk to you, Tom. Right, you Bye. take it back. Best show, you're on the air. It's an intriguing name for a rock band, the, the New Pornographers. Do you've never heard that as a band name? No, no. Yeah, no. it's kind. Of, they're kind of like a like a pop, like sex rock. No, it's not sex. Wait, who is this? Is this Ron? You know that, that chick you had on on the show uh, earlier tonight? Yeah, she was she was in Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Yeah, um, Lisa Dirty D. She played Dirty D in in Phantom of the Park. Lisa Jane Persky. Yeah, well, she had a skank factor of like eight point seven in that thing. Oh, stop it! I remember the night. <laughs> That Kiss movie aired on TV. You remember the night Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park aired? I sure do. And you hid in your bedroom closet because you were afraid of Paul Stanley's chest hair. You you thought his chest hair was a rabid ass-a-lot, and it was going to jump out of the TV and chaw you. <laughs> Ron. Well, fl- <laughs> very funny. These are the things that generally stay private with families and... Uh, this is my brother, Ron, my oldest brother, Ron Sharpling. How are you tonight, Ron? At your at your service, baby brother. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. You're the oldest brother of the family. The big dog, the Sharpling family. After daddy, of course. The big, oh, you know, hey, can I ask you a question, Ron? Yeah, sure, baby brother. Um, did you do what I think you did, um... The last week, the like the morning after Christmas. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you, you okay? Well, for everybody who's listening, at Thanksgiving a month ago, Ron and I were together. The whole family was together, and we were laughing about how funny it would be is when Christmas came around that if we both made this kind of elaborate production about exchanging uh, envelopes, handing each other fancy envelopes at the annual Sharpling, uh, I guess I have to call it the family Christmas pageant, which daddy will flip his wig if I just say it was Christmas. But you have to call it the the Sharpling family Christmas pageant or he loses his marbles. That's right. You're lucky he's not listening. The whole thing was we were going to exchange these envelopes. And that each envelope would have a check for $7,000 in it. And then we would show everybody, like, oh, we got the check. And everybody would uh, laugh at how over the top the gift was. And um, But it would be funny because we're giving each other a $7,000 gift each. And they would cancel the other one out. So that was kind of <laughs> what was funny about it. It's making me laugh right now just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, well... I, I'm not exactly laughing about it 
because um, I, you know, I might be laughing if if you didn't cash your check. Well, I thought that was the next part of the joke, no, right? No, no. The whole thing was we were making this show of like, Ron, here's your here's your gift from me, right? Merry Christmas. You open it. Oh my God! It's a check for seven thousand dollars, and you, then you hand me mine and it's a, oh it's a check for seven thousand dollars so you're giving what you got and you're right. back at zero yeah and you know we never spoke about actually cashing the checks oh i thought we did really no, no we we definitely didn't oh man no. i'm sorry i i want that seven grand back to tomorrow well i i, I don't have it tom oh does this have anything to do with that? I saw in your driveway. Right. There's like a huge tarp. Hello? Yeah. What's under the tarp, Ron? Look, I think the real question here is what are you doing with 7000 bucks in your checking account? I didn't know your pockets were that deep, baby brother. Oh, so that's Look, that's uh, what what? Listen, yeah. This is just between the two of us. If you want to tell your big brother how you acquired such a uh, sizable nest egg, I'll keep it under my hat. And look, you can tell me if you're dealing street drugs. <laughs> if I'm dealing street, no, I'm not dealing street drugs. And you know, can you stop calling me baby brother? I, I have always hated that. You have? I've always hated it. Why? Why? Yeah. It's it's it's, it's endearing. No, it's gross. We're both adults. All right, all right. Ron? Yeah. Just be be straight with me. All right. The tarp in your yeah. in your driveway? Yeah. There's a helicopter under it, isn't there? Look, you know my lifelong dream is to own a cool helicopter. Yeah. No, your your lifelong dream to own a helicopter, you're you're afraid to drive a car, but how on earth are you ever going to actually fly a helicopter? Look. Driving is stupid. We all know that. And in, in 10 years, everybody's going to be coptering to work, to church, the supermarket. This is, this is not funny at all. I need that money back. I've got I don't nothing, have it. I've got nothing to say to you until I get that money back. Wait. Does that mean you won't come on my podcast? Your po- What podcast? Big Brother Ron's Real the Best Show. Wait, what? It, what is the Hello? name of it? Big Brother Ron's Real the Best Show. You actually have the best show in the title of, of your podcast. Yeah, it is the best show. It's the real the best show. Oh, this is so unfair. I, I'm so... I can't believe that, that you're basically just doing, I guess, what is a some sort of lame knockoff of my show. Well, I take offense to the word lame, but look, nobody but perverted truckers can hear your podcast. You do it over the CB airwaves, right? I don't do my, my show is not over the CB airwaves. 
Oh, I, I thought I read in Viority that it was. Viority. It's Variety. It's v- v- not v- what a v- Viority is not even a word. And I know sure for a fact you don't read Variety or any or any. You don't read anything. You read I nothing. I read all the time. I've never, you know. What? <laughs> the, the only thing I can ever remember you reading, it would be like, like a label on a beer bottle. Yeah, so? Just staring at a beer bottle. Like, I remember you just like, just bud, like reading like the Bud Light thing. Yeah, because it had all those little words on it. Yeah, little. Most people don't know what it says. Yeah, well, it says Bud Light. No, there's little writing on it. It's like a little whole story about Budweiser and how cool their the the old grand grand grandfather was. How cool the okay. Yeah, uh, his name was Mort Budweiser. His name. It's not Bud. No, his name was not Mort. Yeah, it was Mort, and then his his nickname was Bud, and his last name was Wiser. Oh, stop it! That's eighty-two percent sure. Yeah, you might. Maybe you should try try reading something while you're not drinking. What's inside of the thing you're reading? Look, I do what I do. I am what I am. And look, if I'm so dumb, how do you think I got through high school, then, Smarty Pants? <laughs> <laughs> how you got through high school? I can tell you yeah. how you got through high school. Me and Dom and John and every other, all your other brothers did all your schoolwork for you. That's how you got through. Look, you ungrateful ingrate. If I didn't keep my grades up, I'd be cut from the Newbridge High football team. And then I wouldn't get drafted by the NFL and be able to provide for you guys and mom and dad. <laughs> provide. Because <laughs> you didn't get drafted. Because you didn't. So that's what kept you from the. You didn't even get drafted by the NFL. You got cut from the USFBFL after like a month at best. Look, you're painting me out to be some kind of half-animal part-party machine, and I don't like it. Uh-huh. Well... At all. Well, I'm telling... I'm calling it like it is, Ron. All right. Well, I'll, 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 I'll call it like it was. Uh-huh. All right? And I'll, I'll nutshell it for you and your dumb listeners, if I must. Oh, okay. Please. Please. Edge, uh, uh, enlighten all of us, Ron. Oh, I will. Yeah? Yeah. That's what's going to say on my tombstone. What? He enlightened all of us. <laughs> That's what's going to be on your tombstone. Yeah. He enlightened all of us. He enlightened all of us. Yeah. And then it'll be like a dash, all earthlings. Like they're saying it. Oh, so you're going to, okay. So you're yeah. some sort of God. God-like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, all right, look, I'm nutshell this thing for everybody, oh, all right? Yeah, Okay. All right, so I decided to go with the USFBFL mm-hmm. as I was nearing the end of my high school football career, all right? Yeah, you decided to go with them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tell well, us you know, more. Unlike the NFL, the USFBFL, which is the United States Football Football League, mm-hmm. they accept players straight from high school. Yeah. And I look, I knew there'd be no chance of sneaking you guys into my college classrooms to do all my work for me. Mm-hmm. So that league was my best shot. Yeah, the trying to play for the USFBFL. I got signed. Uh huh. To yeah. the like the preseason, like the camp. Oh yeah, yeah, by the Newbridge Spankers, 
Remember their logo? The Newbridge Spat. It was, it was a. They weren't around long. No, if I'm not mistaken, the logo was, it was like a father wearing a football helmet spanking a child. Yeah. Really weird, right? Weird. Not sure what that has to do with football or or any sport. The the 80s were a, were a weird time, man. 80s were a weird time, Ron. Right? Mm hmm. So. And you like Kajagoogoo? Yeah. Kajagoo. That's that band I liked. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, let's stop talking about the stuff I liked or didn't like back then. And let's talk about how you got cut from the, from the Newbridge Spankers. All right. Well, first of all, they had this ridiculous curfew, 9 p.m. And this is you. You're in training camp now. Training camp. Yeah, yeah. Right out of high school. Months away from the actual season. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the, this curfew is at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. 9 p.m. is when I start to get rolling. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the, the way I saw it. What do these coaches care if I'm parting my sack off as long as I deliver on the football ball field the next day, right? Uh-huh. If you're ugh, partying, I don't know you're going to say that. That's just... Hey, well, did you even deliver on the football field the next day? Oh, yeah. I mean, after I shook off my hangover and I, I barfed it all out a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Of course I did. Maybe. Maybe. Kind of. Uh-huh. I don't know. So after you partied all night, yeah, then you hit the field and you're you're out there holding your head because you have a hangover. Because I partied my ass off the night before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was what the that was not the only problem. Though. Oh no, no, no. See then then I got I got caught trying to hustle the team owner's grandson out of his birthday money. Uh huh. With my with my portable boardwalk ring toss game. I forgot about that. You had Remember that. that? That you ha- it was like a boardwalk game. It was the coolest game, yeah. Do you remember? It was like bottles, right? Like Coke yeah. bottles? Coke bottles, yeah. Uh-huh. And you, people have like these little, these little, like, uh, like shower curtain rings. Yep. And they're trying to throw them onto the, to get them to land on the rim of, like on the lip of the Coke bottle. Exactly, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it was totally fixed, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And you, there was, no it was way anyone was going to win that yeah. thing. But you had a portable one of these. I did, yeah. I'm well, not I, sure how that came to be, and I, it's really ridiculous that you had a portable boardwalk ring toss game that you just brought, and you seemed to bring it everywhere. I did, yeah. Yeah. So you ended up trying, you built the, what, the team owner's grandson? His grandson really wanted to win this stuffed chimp that I would carry around also as a prize. Uh-huh. Oh, man, he was so upset, man. That he couldn't win the chimp. Yeah. He cried like an elephant at a yacht christening. Wow. Yep. So he he was... Ugh, that is... Uh... <laughs> oh, man, there's another time, though? Yeah? What's that? What? No, you... It, it, I dropped my wallet. This is not the end of... What got you booted from the Spanx? Oh, no. No, not at all. No. This other time, um, the team had a dinner where all the veteran players would haze the rookies. Uh-huh. And by, by putting us uh, together to make this, this talent show. Okay. You know, and of course, you know, these players, we don't, we, not a ton of talent going on there outside of football. Yeah. Except for me. 
Okay. Yeah. So what what did you do at this well, dinner? I shocked everybody mm-hmm. by doing this this rap to the tune of Rapper's Delight. Remember that song? Sure. Yeah. So you and did it, your own version of Rapper's Delight. I did, and it was so great. It was so cool, and it, it was all meant to be in good fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, clearly something is not sitting well with it if this is something you're bringing up. What well, what was wrong with your version of Rapper's Delight? I, you know, to me, I have no idea, you mm-hmm. know. I thought it was it was very cool. It was very tasteful. The second verse was about me having sex with the quarterback's wife while he was on the set of a muffler commercial. That was in the song. Yeah. Okay. And people also said that the song was racist. Uh huh. And homophobic. Uh huh. And xenophobic. Uh huh. And anti-Semitic. Uh huh. Anti-Muslim. Uh huh. Anti-Asian. Uh huh. And anti-white, which I didn't even get at all. Wow, you really you covered all the bases. A lot of bases. Yeah, yeah. Proud, proud moment. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's the, what got you the boot. No, no, no. There's no. There's more. There's more. Yep. Well, you know, the end of the line came for me when I got caught uh, betting on. Depending on scrimmage games that we'd have, mm-hmm. you know, not not even full games. Okay. You know, and I, I got caught for betting against the spankers. You wait, hold on. You bet. You you were in a you bet against your own team in a scrimmage. I did, yeah. A game that you were playing in. Oh yeah, yeah. And did you affect the? The outcome? Who, me? Oh, I don't like that at all. Oh, man. Well, I guess the statute of limitations is going on this. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I threw my last game by dropping every pass that was thrown to me. <laughs> so you're in a game. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're deliberately botching the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, but, but then by the end of the game. Yeah. The score was pretty close. So it's it's like halfway into the last quarter. Yeah. And I get thrown this pass, and I catch it, Mm -hmm. and I ran backwards down the field into the other team's end zone just to make make sure. Yeah. That's – how could anybody see that as anything other than you are the most crooked person they've ever seen? Well, someone did think that. Uh huh. Yeah, so, oh, oh, the so, next morning I find out I got cut. Yeah, someone, someone, someone did think that. Yeah, someone. Person. Yep. Yeah. Okay. He just happened to be the coach. Uh huh. Yeah. So he what happened? Me, he told me to come to the office the first thing in the morning and turn in my playbook. Yeah. Yeah. So I get there and I figure, you know, they can't cut me if I eat the playbook. The playbook, which is like a folder that they give out to all the players thick. to learn all the patterns and all yeah, the routes. Thick. Oh, yeah. Thick. It's like a phone book almost. Exactly. And I figure, if anything, now I am the team more than anybody else because the plays are inside me. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That no, is, it ain't. 
that that because the plays were in your stomach. Yeah. You are the team. That's right. Yeah. Okay. But I tell you, I blew it. Well, how how did you blow it? Well, I forgot that I also kept a couple thermometers in the playbook folder, mm-hmm. and I ended up eating them also. Uh huh. I got mercury poisoning. Okay. So I started throwing up in front of the coaches. Yeah. And they rushed me to the hospital. Uh huh. Yeah. But then, like a week later, Coach Nort Morton, he mm. felt sorry for me, and he let me stay on the team for one more game. Okay. But he didn't let me play. So you got benched. Yeah. Not only that, he made me the bench. What? <laughs> What's that? He made me the bench. He made you the the bench. I don't know what yeah. that means. Oh well, guys would take turns sitting on me during the game, as if you were the. So they. Oh, so they literally made you into the bench. You something to sit on, yeah. That's so. It was very humiliating, Tom. <laughs> oh, I could imagine being sat on by. Yeah. All the players. Yeah. So I sued the team. Uh huh. But I lost. And there, there's a shocker. Yeah, and they made me clean the whole football field with my mouth. Oh, this is just. Oh, this is just so insane. Everything you do is insane. But you know, I. This is not what we're here to. This is. I. This podcast that you're yeah. doing. Yeah. I can't believe you have a podcast. And why? Why on what on earth do you do on your podcast? I do all kinds of things. Like what? Well, I talk about all kinds of things. I uh, I I put down people and things I don't like. Mm-hmm. P- yeah, people I really can't stand. I throw into the hate hole. The 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 hate hole. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's that sounds a little familiar. Mm. Well, I also do cigar talk. What is cigar talk? I rate stogies. Yeah, I'm a cigar fisherman auto, Tom. Yeah, what? What are you? I'm a cigar fisherman auto. A a cigar. A fisherman. What did you just say? I'm a cigar fisherman auto. I'm not understanding what that a cigar. A yeah. fisherman? Yeah. Auto? Yeah. Aficionado? What's that? I think it's what you're trying to say. No. See, those are my are my interests. I like cigars, I like fishing, and I like cars. Oh, no, you, the phrase is aficionado, not... What was you said? A cigar, a fisherman? Yeah, a cigar, a fisherman, auto. Oh, that's so... It, I, it's, it's so, You're dumb. <laughs> I, I'm You're dumb. So dumb. I'm so dumb. dumb. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But man, my fans love to watch me smoke cigars. Uh huh. <laughs> they love to watch it. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you? Why, how are they watching it? They watch it on 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 the podcast. Oh, you, wait, you you're you're telling me you have a video feed? I do. Yeah. Yeah. You can oh. check it out on YouTube. 
Oh, <laughs> I have to see this. Uh, YouTube? Yeah. Okay. My channel is, is called Real Best Show. Hold on. Real Best Show. Pick up some pointers. Here we go. Cigar talk. <laughs> oh my god. This is you. Pretty rocking, right? <laughs> well, I get, let me just describe it for people who don't, who, you know, who are listening to the show, because we don't have a video feed here, Ron. So. You don't? No. Oh, you gotta get with it, son. You're wearing, my brother, you're, you're wearing, like a flame shirt. Right. Is that a, you have like a beanie on your head. Like a. It's a jazz beanie. A jazz More beanie. A, bl- a blues beanie. Okay, a blues, okay, you're wearing a flame shirt and a blues beanie. You're wearing, it looks like what, I guess, is that like a motorcycle riding vest? Yeah. Like cuts, like motorcycle, like gang cuts. Yeah. Uh huh. And you're in front of a desk. Yeah. And the background is like... Well, describe my facial hair. It's like... It's kind of like a Raleigh Fingers thing, but it just goes out, not in. Out there. It actually goes up also. Yeah. How is it? How do you have a mustache that goes up? It takes me about four hours in the morning to get that thing happening. To get it up. Yeah, it's a stash swoop. Mm-hmm. You know? it's, it's almost in your eyes. It is, yeah. Yeah. That's my thing. It's like Elton John had his glasses. Mm-hmm. I got my vertical stash. Yeah, well, you're the only one with it. I'll say that. You definitely have the the the, the market cornered on mustaches that go up. I do have the marker cornered on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're sitting at a desk... All right, now you took it. Now you just you're holding up. You're reading like a Sears. Oh, this is so weird. You're reading like a a Sears catalog. Is that what that is? Yep. And yep. you're holding up pictures of what looks like mo- women, like female models in like undergarments. Yeah, I rate them. Uh huh. Yeah. And is that in the background? Is that a Heather Locklear poster? Yeah, why? Ugh, so trash. You liked it when I had it in my room when you were a kid. So trash. You were constantly coming in there and asking me to leave. What was that about? So it's the same poster. Yep. Now you're smoking a cigar. Yeah. Ugh. You're way too into it. Describe my jeans. They're like... I guess they're like blunt, like acid washed. Is that what you yeah. call that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Little too big. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little puffy. Yeah, and they don't even go all the way down. They make my 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 big sneakers pop though, right? Your big sneakers are popping. My big fluffy high tops. Yeah. Th- thank goodness the desk you have is like so cheap that it only goes like part way down. It's only covering your gut. Better than your desk. 
better than mine. So this is a de- a desk off. Is that it what this is? is? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like yeah. What an old fashioned desk off. Challenge you to a desk off. Yeah, just like back. Like we might That's as well how Lincoln be. Lincoln ba- was killed. What's that? That's how Lincoln was killed, right? With a desk off. But he had a desk off with somebody. Yeah, we might as well be back in in Daddy's house having That's another right. desk off. Yeah. And are you sitting on the, the chair? Looks like it's a toilet. <laughs> it is. I got it at the shore. Oh, what a, what a trashy! It's so trashy, Ron. Uh, wait till you wait till you hear about the porno panel. If you want to start talking trash. Ugh. What? Yeah. What is the porno panel? That's part of my show. <laughs> My my buddy Scooch Wheels and Boof. Yeah. They they talk about the latest developments in the adult entertainment industry. Oh, so you have updates of uh, yeah porno movies. Yeah, who's doing what? To who? <laughs> that sounds How often. That sounds really intriguing. You know, it's also intriguing. What? When I do my puppets. Your puppets. Yeah, I have these puppets that that kind of chime in on the show. Uh huh. Please tell yeah. me. What? Tell me more about these puppets. Well, one is a very opinionated chipmunk named Greg. Okay. And the other is this weird green heavy metal loving blobby kind of creature named Van. Van. Yeah, they're hilarious. No, wow. I, I could only imagine where you got the idea for for those two puppets. Just came to me. Oh, it just came to you. Yep, just like where it came from, you know, like that genius just comes. Yeah, like it's just like getting hit by a bolt of lightning. Yeah, absolutely. Just that spark of inspiration. You and 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 uh, Da Vinci both. Same thing. Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of movies. Yeah. I also do Big Brother Ron's movie review. (laughs) You you review movies. I sure do. On the uh huh uh huh. Uh, what what kind of movies are you reviewing? All those dumb uh, straight to video movies you always watch, like uh, American Dick Shot and Pumped and Primed. Well, listen for your information. Yeah, my next podcast episode. Mm-hmm. I'm reviewing Unbroken, uh, A Most Violent Year, Inherent Vice, uh, and Big Eyes. <laughs> No offense, Ron. You are one of the stingiest guys I've ever met, and I cannot believe that you actually went to an actual movie theater and actually paid to see real movies in an actual theater. What are you nuts? And and pay those exorbitant soda, candy, and popcorn prices? You're out of your mind. Uh huh. Well, how did you see the movies then? Oh, I borrowed your screeners. I hope you don't mind. Is this where all my Writers Guild screeners went? It's the only. It's one of the only good things about being in the Writers Guild is that you get DVD screeners of movies that come out around the holidays to to vote on for awards and stuff. Right. I, I did not. How did you get them? Oh. See, I camp out of your mailbox every morning at 11.30. Mm-hmm. That's when your mailman, Skip, comes. Uh-huh. Skip. Oh, my God. What a piece of work that guy yeah, is. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Hey, um, you do know that he relieves himself in your shrubs, right? 
Ugh. At least I think that's what he's doing. Mm. Now I'm beginning to wonder. Yeah. Ugh. Skip. Is that what he does that? I, that's what it looks like. No. Yeah. Hey, but don't worry. You'll get those screeners back as soon as I get them back from Sheila Larson. Uh-huh. You yeah, lent them to her. Oh, great. You, so you lent these movies to Sheila? She loves film, Tom. Okay, Ron. You do know I've been seeing her lately, right? Sheila Larson? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a little odd. Well... Look, I, I know it's weird what with her and Dom having been married. Yeah. But, man, what a woman. Uh-huh. She, she, she's really taught me a lot, you know. She really took me to thigh school, Tom. Ugh, that's thigh school. That is... Uh, I, that, that, that's like an all-time low, even by your hey, shut up. You shut up. Oh, you know What? What? I'm only about 15 minutes into Wild, but I like it. Wild? the Yeah, that movie. Is that a Reese Witherspoon movie? Exactly, and I'm only a little bit into it, but it appears to be the story of a hot girl's quest to hike the Pacific Coast Trail while carrying the world's largest backpack. Is that what it's about? I w- That's what it seems yeah, like it's uh, about so far. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. I love that movie Big Eyes, too. Big Eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, but you know, the one thing I don't like about it... What's that? They never said what made the kid's eyes so big. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, all the kids in it, except for the couple's own daughter, have, have big eye syndrome. Actually, I, I think the medical term is opticus giganticus. Opticus giganticus. Yeah, but they never say what caused it. Maybe, like, paint fumes or something. Uh-huh. That well, seems like the logical conclusion, right? Ron, those were not real kids in the movie. Those are paintings. Well, how do you know? You ain't even seen it yet. Um, I I know what paintings look like, and I've seen the trailer for it. I, I don't know if you do or not. Uh-huh. Well. Yeah. Oh, you know that film, Inherent Vice? Uh-huh. I'll tell you one Oscar it's a shoe-in for. What? What's that? Longest movie. Uh, okay. It's really long. I'm an hour and 20 minutes into this thing, yeah. and I have no idea what's going on. There's still like an hour to go. Really? What, yeah. what, uh, what, what, can't, what don't you follow in, in Inherent Vice? Well, I do know that it's about the guy who sang in the summertime trying to find out who kidnapped the guy who beat him in last year's Sideburns Growing Championship. But then I got really lost after he goes to see Rodney Bingenheimer at the K-Rock office. Hold on a second. So, wait, no, that's... It's not about... You think it's about Mungo Jerry? Yeah. The guy who did In the Summertime, or the... Yeah. Yeah, and... That's not Rodney Bingenheimer. I think you're talking about Martin Short. Oh. Well, again, how do you know? You ain't seen it yet. Ugh, Ron. Tell you, man. What? My pod tales are way better than that stuff. Your pod... What What are pod tales? Well, I have a section of my podcast where I tell short stories that I've written. Okay. Yeah, I'm a storyteller, Tom. Uh-huh. Okay. I have stories inside me that need to come out, Tom. Oh, this is a new Because I'm a storyteller. You're a storyteller. This yeah. is a new development. I... 
I didn't know you were a storyteller, Ron. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like what? What? What stories need to come out of you? Oh well, I'll, I'll nutshell this latest one for you, okay? Please. It's it's called Blood of the Consulate, and it's a Ron Thrillington adventure. Ron Thrillington. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, here you go. Uh-huh. The scene is New York City. Okay. A diplomat from the country of Thomastan, which is a total dump of a country. It's like manure. They eat manure and they drink it. Uh-huh. And Thomas. And he, and he, Thomas. And he, you know, Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it just came to me. Yeah. All right, please. Go, go ahead. Anyway, this guy's going around on a violent terror spree. Okay. And every time he's about to get caught, he plays the trump card on law enforcement, which is, of course, diplomatic immunity. So this diplomat from Thomastan yeah. is being a nuisance, yeah. a violent whatever, and he's when the cops try to bring him down, he, he invokes diplomatic immunity. Exactly, yeah. And at one point, he actually robs a bank in front of the cops, but they can't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. There's only one man to take care of this. Can I guess? You have, you have one guess. Ron Thrillington. That's right, Ron Thrillington. Uh-huh. He's a five-star general and a former member of SEAL Team 6. Okay. And he's dedicated his life to cleaning up the scum of the earth like this creep. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. So Ron leaves his Aspen ski resort and his beautiful wife who is so hot she's post for Wee Magazine twice. It's a classy one. <laughs> so Ron leaves his, his... You know what Wee means in French? Yes. Sex. No, it means yes. doesn't mean sex. Oh, really? Yeah. So his wife posed in Wee Magazine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... Yeah. So he leaves the ski resort so he can go take care of this ape-like guy from Thomastan. Mm-hmm. And he does battle with this guy. He finally gets him by tricking him into robbing a convenience store that's ha- actually located three miles in the sky. Okay. Which means it's in international airspace. Which means he cannot in- invoke diplomatic immunity. Exactly, right, yeah. Uh-huh. So Pretty he, smart, right? Yeah, so Ron... I came uh, up with that myself. Well, it's very, very, uh, it's very clever. So Ron yeah. arrests him and... He, wait, no, he pulls out his Uzi and he unloads like 8,000 rounds into him. Uh-huh. It's sick. And this is your story, what was it called, Blood of the Consulate? Yeah. Uh, you know... And I, I love how the guy is from Thomastan. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds like a place where creeps would live. Right? Yeah. I, I just uh, the lowest of the low. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I I get I get I get it. Don't worry, Ron. Nobody oh. couldn't get that uh, the shot you're taking at me. Hey, you read into it. What you read into it, son. Uh huh. Well, what, t- tell me what what else do you do on this podcast? Oh, man. One of the funniest things I do? Uh-huh. I had this segment called The Joe Show. The Wait, The Joe Show? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, The Joe Show. Oh, I know what this is. How do you know what it is? I made it up. Oh, okay, well, what, what, tell, why don't you tell everybody what The Joe Show is? All right. 
I do this fake talk show that's hosted by Joe Namath and Joe Walsh. It's mm-hmm. so funny. They just they just talk to each other all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's so funny. That was something I was doing at Thanksgiving dinner right in front of you, and uh, he, there's no way that you came up with the Joe show. What are you talking about? You need to get back on your meds, son. Uh, I, that's that's my thing. The joke. No, it's not. Check it out. All right, so. And it's the Joe Show. Here's your host, Joe Namath. Hey, uh, Joe Walsh, you play the guitar for the Eagles, but you also do your own songs like Life's Been Good to Me and Rocky Mountain Wet. <clears throat> Rocky Mountain. Ma- you, 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 oh. you do great music. It's terrible. This is terrible. Oh, hey, thanks, Joe. I love when you played football. That is... That's like a taste of it. That is so awful. Wait, what? That is the worst. What are you talking about? You're the that's, you're just doing... That's an eighth-rate version of what I was doing. You think you're so hot? Let's hear you do it. Uh, uh, okay. Well, it was I was doing something more like... Well, uh, what you have to understand when you're uh, playing football uh, with Bear Bryant, football is about uh, discipline and uh, really establishing a legacy, Joe. Yeah, how, how you doing, Joe? How you doing? I was, uh, how you doing? With Rocky Mountain Way or doing with the Eagles? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Eagles. Uh, Joe. All right, all right. That's pretty good. Uh huh. But I'll tell you what, I bet you can't throw in, um. Oh, man. What's that guy? Who, who's that hobo singer that everyone but you loves? What's his uh, name? Tom Waits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't throw that in. I thought I can't throw Tom Waits into the Joe show? Yeah, yeah. We got a very exciting guest on the Joe Show coming up next. You got Tom. Why don't you introduce him, Joe? Pretty exciting. We got uh, his uh, album. Uh, it's uh, Frank's Wild Years. Uh, is uh, Tom Waits. Hey, how's everybody doing? You're beautiful. I'd rather have a... I'd rather have a a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. That is pretty funny. Uh huh. But the rest of it was just passable. Oh, 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 you know, I am so mad at you with this. I, how I don't know where you get off doing this, and I just you have to just at least. Change the name of your show. Why? Why? It is the real best show. No, it's... What is it? Big Brother Ron's The Best Show or something? Yes. Yeah. It... It's it's misleading, and you're just trying to loop my listeners in accidentally. Oh, no, I ain't, man. Yeah, uh-huh. let's get down to the, the, the core of this whole thing. Yeah. You're just jealous of me. You always have been, and you're especially jealous now. I'm jealous. <laughs> you know why. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous what? I, I know what you think I'm jealous of in I your... I know what you're jealous of. your broken brain. You think I'm jealous of Bruce Jovi. 
well, what else would it be? For everybody who doesn't know, my brother Ron is the singer in a and get get ready for <laughs> it is a Bruce Springsteen Bon Jovi tribute band called Bruce Jovi. <laughs> and it's pretty great and, and I'll tell you everybody out there we're playing this weekend at Los Amigos in Newbridge and this is a very special show it's going to be spectacular we're going to do Working on a Dream and Lost Highway in their entireties but one song from each back to back so it's Bruce Jovi Bruce Jovi all night long yeah Bruce Jovi Bruce yeah yeah and I'll tell you this. Yeah. When we go from Outlaw Pete to We Got It Going On, yeah. you're going to stink up your khakis. That's the worst notion I've ever heard. Stink up your khakis. That's disgusting. It's beyond. You've never heard that? I've never heard that. Oh. Uh huh. Hmm. Oh, that is. Oh, oh geez. What? I didn't realize what time it was. I didn't know we'd been talking this long. Really? Yeah, I got to run. Uh-huh. Where where, yeah, where, uh, where, where, where where, do you suddenly have to go? Well, listen, my associate producer is coming over to discuss Friday's show. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, man, this cat is invaluable to my podcast. He makes it run so smooth. You're, you, you, you have an associate producer. Oh, I do, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. he'd be here now, but he says he has something really stupid he's got to suffer through until, like, midnight tonight. Uh-huh. Yeah, said so he's doing this ape-like friend a huge favor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Mike loves his beer, so I need to run to the store and get him a case of Coors Light. I want to have it chilled for him before he gets back. Wait, you're... Associate, my my associate producer is uh, named Mike, also, and Mike, my associate producer Mike also likes to drink Coors Light. Hmm, I don't know. A lot of Coors loving Mikes out there, I guess. Uh huh. Yeah. Only one from Bayonne that I know of, though. He's from so he's from Bayonne, also. Yeah. Uh huh. Great guy. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, this sounds way too close for comfort. Loves the Grateful Dead, my guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Oh, well, hey, hey, Davey, brother. I will uh, talk to you later, and I'll see you at uh, the New Year's Day car toss. I guess I will. Okay. Oh, I got to. I think I got to talk to Mike. Where's Mike? That is not acceptable, Mike. And they hear a crack of a beer. Mike, pick a team, Mike. Pick a team. This guy's trying to have it every which way. It's going to be on. Uh, it's on my brother's knockoff podcast. I'm going to go talk to Mike. Let's listen to something. Bye. Alex Chilton. When you smile, you may. 
All right. Yes. Best show's back. How are we doing? Doing all right, Mike? You having fun tonight? I got to get some good guests on this show. So far, we've had uh, Coco from the Ets called in. That's a great guest. Kurt Vile called in. Great guest. Andy Kindler, great guest. Uh, Carl Newman, AC Newman, great guest. Lisa Jane Persky, great guest. I, I, I want to throw some curveballs. People, you know what? If you know, you got a famous friend out there, you got an FP, you throw them my way. Tell them to call the best show. A lot of people want to know, uh, and first of all, the theme music, uh, we got, uh, is always provided by the Theme Weavers, LLC, and at the top of the show, we got Mr. and Mrs. Paycheck updated the theme song also. From the previous uh, version of The Best Show. I want to thank a few people who helped... Uh, you know, this is the last show of 2014. I want to thank Jeff Owens. Did all the amazing artwork. Brendan McDonald, all his work. Jason Gore. Ton of, uh, ton of great work with him. And Jason, by the way, Jason Gore has a uh, show coming up. Ho, ho, ho. In addition to being a super talented uh, studio dude, or as we call a dudio in the biz, call studio dude a dudio. He's also super funny dude, also, and he's got a show called Dead Dad's Club, which is funny and sad and. Uh, Really worth seeing. You can check it out. It's at the if you're in New York, at the UCB in Chelsea. Next Monday, the fifth, right? The fifth is Monday. Looking at the calendar, yes. 8 p.m. UCB Theater in Chelsea, Dead Dad's Club. It's a really great show. You should go check it out. I want to thank Martin Sellis for all his work, Pat Byrne, Terry T, Marcia Newmeyer, so many people. I'll thank everybody. And AP Mike. I got to thank AP Mike, of course. This guy. There would be no show without AP Mike. There would be no best show without it. All right. Even I can't sell that one. Sorry, Mike. I couldn't sell it. 
I have a, here a box of uh, Jason Gore, in addition to uh, being a dudio. He picked up a box for me of Under the Dome Season 1 trading cards. Two autograph cards and one relic card in each box. Now, Under the Dome was a show that was on last year. And it was it's based on the Stephen King book of the same uh, name. I'm going to open one pack of these a week. Until we're done with the cards or done with the show. If I return the equipment, obviously I will not get to the bottom of this box. I will tell you on Twitter the results. Let's open this pack. What autographed card am I going to get here? Let's see. Thicker than water. The fourth hand. Here's one of uh, Dean Norris. Another one of Dean Norris. He was on that show. He's the guy. He played Hank on Breaking Bad. The Writers Guild should give under the uh, him an award for showing the importance of writing. Writing counts, guys. Makes things makes good things good. No autograph in this pack. Here's, uh... It's him talking to, uh, the, the, the cop, the female cop, who he betrayed, and him behind the steering wheel. Two kids with their boring storyline. Boring woman with her boring storyline. Then the, uh... The red-headed, uh, uh, uh... Lady in front of uh, a glowing thing. Two zero one three three two three four eight four is the number here on the best show. And people want to know you. This is how you help the best show. As you can hear, we uh, it's available for everybody to hear. There's no paywall or no uh, subscription. We're asking for you. Just you just go, go to thebestshow.net. And you listen to the show there. What I ask for you to do, these things. Listen to the show. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you can subscribe to a podcast, be it iTunes or uh, other places. You subscribe. We need these subscriptions, man. That's That's what we need. We need to show people that people are listening. So you go to the you go to uh, the iTunes, you write a nice review, you subscribe to the podcast, and you tell everybody the show's back. I'm shocked sometimes at the people who don't know the show is back. I, I ran into two people uh, last week, 
two people who I'm friends with, and neither of them are like, "What are you? What have you been up to?" Well, I'm bringing the, sh- you know, working on the show. What? The show's coming back. That's right, man. You don't know about it. We got to let people know. So just do that for me. Spread the word. We got the sticker initiative is going to happen uh, real soon. Got these Besho stickers just came in. Really amazing. We're going to put them in. Uh, we'll have different uh, participating stores. We'll have them and you can go to the store. We'll figure out how you go when you get your sticker. You maybe say a password or something at the counter and then they give you a Besho sticker. You can check the Best Show sticker out. It's on the uh, Instagram. What is the Instagram name? Is it Best Show Number Four Life? The the show's Instagram and Twitter. It's Best Show Number Four Life. Check it out. I know uh, we put a picture of the sticker up today. Best Show for Life. You know, it's the end of the year. I, I can tell you one year ago, tomorrow, I was at, one year, yeah, a year ago, I was at Ikea buying a, uh, here's a funny thing, I was buying a shelf that holds records and that, uh, that cracked. How about that? I assembled it at the beginning of 2014, and I'm going to throw it out at the end of 2014. Nice job, Ikea. So I go to, a year ago, I go to buy this, I buy a couple shelves, and the the Ikea, they have this thing where you can... uh, You buy yourself. Got all the uh, the stuff, all the, the the your stuff. It's heavy because you have to go get your car. You can't just wheel it out to your car. They have a loading area, so you have to get your stuff and then go get your car and then pull your car up and load it into the car. And it's a little tricky. So I get the uh, I guy I get my stuff I, I I put it in a little locker. They have little lockers to hold the things by yourself. That way nobody uh, boosts your things. Walking across the parking lot to go get my car, checking my phone, checking texts on my phone. Throw my uh, phone into the trunk. You see where this is going, right? The phone comes back as a detail in the story. I throw my phone in the trunk, pull around to the loading area, and then there's an Ikea employee there. And I say to the guy, Hey, will you help me load this stuff into my uh, car? Guy's like, yeah, sure. 
I climb into the back seat, start lowering the seat so I can we can put the stuff all the way through and it'll all fit. Load it up. All the stuff fits. And I tip, I tip the dude uh, five bucks. Say thank you very much. He walks away. I go to grab my phone, and my phone's gone. Now he was the, he was back at my trunk. While I was lowering the seats in, in inside the car. I look all over the place. Where's my phone? My phone is not here. I look high and low for that phone. It's gone. So then I start looking for the guy. The guy's gone now. But I start looking. And finally, ten minutes later, I see this dude walking past... And I just say, um, hey, um, you didn't happen to see a phone when you were, uh, loading stuff into the back there. He's like, no, I didn't. And I said, you're sure you didn't see a phone back there? And then he said, um, your phone? Yeah, yeah, my phone. That's what I, and then he goes, hold on a second. And now I know this is just like, oh, now we're both playing a game. Did you kill the heat by any chance? Thank you. Got to kill the... I don't want the heat coming through on the air, guys. We're not here to hear heat. We're here to hear me tell my story about my missing phone. Did you... He goes, So he goes away. Comes back a few minutes later. And he's like... He's like, is it an iPhone? Yeah, it's an iPhone. What color case is it in? Well, it's a blue case. He says, why don't you lock the car and come inside? I do that. I'm walking inside. We get in there. He goes over to one of the, uh, the, 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 like the little, uh, kiosks, like a little, uh, Little, like a like supervisor kiosk, and then he like looks around and watching this guy. This is the worst actor I've ever seen in my life. This guy, in his mind, he's like, Let me go to the one and make like it, see if it's not at that one. Looking around for it, looking around. Oh, you can't find my phone, huh? Then he goes to another one and it's sitting right there, and he goes, Is this your phone? It's like, yeah, he holds my phone up. Like, yep, that's my phone. He goes, well, here you go. 
Because you must have left it in the store somewhere. When I walked across the parking lot looking at it and put it in my trunk. And then I had no recourse except to just keep pretending with this guy. So I said, yeah, I must have. And then he said, you got to be careful with that. And I said, yeah, I really do have to be more careful with my phone. And then I, yeah, then I left. And, uh, yeah, that was, then I called and uh, talked to a manager there. I wasn't going to handle it uh, face-to-face. I don't know if this guy's got my phone number going through. It's like the plot of a bad uh, 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 bad Gerald Butler movie. I stole your phone, man. Like, like in the Gerald Butler movie would be like, who would be the villain in the Gerald Butler movie? Well, he would be actually, because he's, seems like not a great, not a great guy. Not, seems like he exists to make like Russell Crowe seem like, man, he's actually not a bad guy. Like Gerald Butler's like, Gerald Butler is like in Boogie Nights. Gerald Butler is like Thomas Jane in Boogie Nights. Like the new porn star who comes along to make like Dirk Diggler seem like he's like an artist and and like has has some sort of integrity just because he's making porno movies that try to have a plot in it. But then when uh, when Thomas Jane comes along, he's just like, man, this guy's not in it for the art. That's what Gerald Butler is to Russell Crowe. Makes you be like, man, Russell Crowe's kind of quaint when he's throwing a phone at people in a hotel room. That was quaint. But yeah, Gerald Butler, I don't want this guy having my phone number. So I call and talk to the manager like a week later. Sir, we are so sorry. And I I said, look, I'm not trying to get anything from you here. I'm just trying to tell you, you got dudes grabbing stuff out of people's cars on your loading dock. I said, sir, this is why we... Don't want anyone asking people who don't work for Ikea to load stuff. I was like, this dude worked for you guys. What? No, give me a break. This guy was like, he was an Ikea employee? What do you think? Since I was just asking some uh, vagabond to help load my car up. So then, uh, he's like, sir, this is how I would like to make this up to you. I know you are not asking me for anything, but sir, I would like to send you a $50 gift card. Yeah, perfect. But what a $50 gift card at Ikea is, is a chance to spend $20 
because nothing is fifty dollars there. It's either four dollars or seventy dollars. So he sent me the gift card. Nice gesture. Spent a lot of time in stores this year getting ready for this show with whether it be a uh, a uh, radio shack, which is a horrifically depressing experience now. Seeing this once noble franchise that asked for your phone number now reduced to being a store that apparently exists on selling cell phones and like remote control cars. Like it seems like that's you go into Radio Shack, it's just like they have a few remote control cars and some cell phones. Like I would go in looking for like a cables for the studio here. Guys would be like, uh Yeah, I don't have we don't have any cables like that. Can't even have like a little shelf with a little rack with cables anymore. No, it's too we're too we have to, we had to make room for these cell phones that no one comes in here to buy. Like any who's buying their cell phone at Radio Shack? Where before I before I Mike, where'd you buy your cell phone? It was given to him as a gift. Still not bought a cell phone. Still fighting the phone. Look, I admire it. I, I, you might have it figured out. Mike might have it figured out. Technology made nothing easier for people. <sighs> I, I, I tried to buy uh, uh, what that Apple TV. You know what that is, Mike? It's gar. First of all, it's, it's a block of garbage. Is what it is. They might as well call it digital garbage. It's a thing that makes it so you can watch stuff on your on your uh, your your TV. You can replicate all the the excitement of of surfing the web on your television. Because I was like, do you know about this movie Interview, Mike? Interview. Have you heard of this? The Interview. I wanted to watch the interview, and I was like, I don't want to watch this on my laptop. I want to watch it on my TV. If I'm not going to have a chance to see it in the theater, I want to at least watch it on a nice screen. So I, I figure, uh, they, they go to the, uh, the, the Best Buy, I'm like, hey, what kind of cable do I need to plug my laptop into my TV? Oh, you don't want a cable, you want Apple TV. What? Apple TV, really? Yeah, you just it turns your TV into your. Uh, you could just surf. You could just your laptop will sync right up with your TV, and there's no lag. Fine, give me Apple TV. Buy this dumb thing. Go home, hook it up. Took two hours to hook up. Finally, get this thing synced up. The worst picture I've ever seen in my life. Made, it made like a brand new movie look like, like a YouTube video basically. It was like watching, like videos shot from like 
Canadian news shows from like 10 years ago that look fine and are funny until you like make them go full screen and then suddenly it's like watching like Lego pieces reenacting a YouTube clip. That's what the the interview it looked like. Yeah. So I unhooked that thing, threw it in the box, went back to Best Buy, I wait online with all the I go the line line out the door people bringing stuff back forgot Christmas everybody's returning stuff returning all the junk they don't want I tell you they'll take anything back you don't need, I I even I don't know what they did they look at the receipt I showed them I could have brought anything in I don't think they opened the box to make sure the thing was in there I I could have put a uh, 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 I could have put uh, put a moon pie in there. But everybody's on this one long line waiting to return stuff. And then this dimwit rolls up and just goes like up to like this other sign that says like customer service also here. He goes all the way. So basically it puts him at the front of the line next to the next person waiting on line. And everybody's like Hey, dude, uh, there's one line. That's not what the sign says. The sign says two lines. Well, there's one line, okay? Everybody's on the one line. And this guy goes like, well, maybe you guys should have figured out that there were two lines. Well, there's not two lines. That's why we didn't figure it out. There's one line, and we're all just waiting on it. And this guy just, like, could you imagine being that kind of garbage person to where you just, like, you'll go to the front of the line and be like, hey, I don't have time for, like, everybody else on the line, clearly, you guys have all the time in the world to wait to return your stuff. I'm a busy man. I need to, I'm, as you can tell by my, the, my sneakers that were, like, they looked like paint splattered sneakers, like 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 the what happened to like like these 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 uh, these uh, basketball sneakers are getting dumber looking now. Like they're like they look like they're made out of like look like they're out of Tron or something. Like a Tron, not like Kroll. Would Kroll have those? Was Kroll a Tron? Kroll was not a Tron knockoff. It would be like a Tron knockoff would have these sneakers would be like so so uh yeah so this guy's wearing the ugliest sneakers i've ever seen with these like paint spattered like texture on it he's like yeah you you losers have all day to wait online I, i'm busy i gotta go uh be out in the world so I could so I could do things like buy new sneakers that look this stupid. Could you imagine just stepping up and being that guy to be like, "Who cares, sir? There's one line here. I don't care. I'm saying there's two. There's not two. There's one, and we're all on it." Well, this sign says there's two. Well, that sign is for when it's not 
Christmas return season. That's for when three people come to this counter all day. Oh, that guy. That's what I've been dealing with. Guys like that. Waiting online, seeing guys like that just to put this uh, cable here and a cable there. So I didn't get to see the interview yet. Because trying not to watch it on a uh, laptop screen, but I know I'm going to end up watching it on a laptop screen. You showed it at masses. Are you going to show it? Well, what? How, wait, how do you have a copy of it? A boot, oh, so you bought a copy off the street. How good is the copy? Is it just like... Uh, they just took a, a file and, and did and put it on a disc. Yeah, you might want to check that out before you screen it, Mike. Yeah, the screener because they sent the inter. They were they were hoping to get that best picture nomination for the interview, so they had screeners. No screener for that, Mike. No screener on on this whole planet for the interview. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, what's up, Tom? Not a whole lot. Who's this? This is Jim, but I, you can call me Homer. I can call you Homer? Yeah. Why would I call you Homer oh, if your name is Jim? That's my call me. Okay, well, you know, let me get to know you a little bit better before I call you Homer, if you don't mind. All right, you got it, Tom. I just wanted to say it's cool that uh, you got NRBQ to do the theme song. Yeah, man, my favorite band. Yeah, what uh, what album is that on? Is that Grooves in Orbit, right? Uh, it's on an album called uh, Fourth Rate Bar Rock. Greatest oh, hits. Interesting. Uh, is that what's that? Eighty nine, right? It's a career encompassing box set. Has everything they ever recorded on it. So, how much did you have to pay those guys? Um, I paid them in uh, Dr Pepper. Dr. Pepper. That's good, man. Dr. Pepper. Yeah, that's why I said it. That's why it was good. I knew it was good. Yeah, man. Oh, uh, you, you, you. This guy's like, thinks he's, he's like, he's setting the trap for me. I can hear, yeah, man, huh? Like, he's like, he's getting ready to just like, make his move. Getting ready to make your move. Well, you didn't make your move. Your, your move's to hear a dial tone now. That was my move. Best show. You're on the air. Uh, hi, Tom. This is Peter from Providence. Hi, Peter. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good. So I was calling about the Kennedy Center honors that are on tonight. And um, I'm visiting my parents in Florida, actually, and they were watching the Kennedy Center honors in the other room, and I heard the voice of Garrison Keillor. And they had Garrison Keillor honoring Lily Tomlin, and the way that he chose to honor her was by comparing all of the crazy characters that she does to mentally ill people you would encounter on a city bus. That's great. And he launched into this weird monologue about how unpleasant it is to ride a bus. Yeah, okay. Because of all the crazy people you meet. Yeah, this guy. Like, like everybody on the bus just loves it so much, like it's their choice. I love when these dudes get so... So out of touch that it's just like, 
Yeah, if only people, yeah, just riding the bus because we love it so much. Now, look, I could be in my car, but I just choose to ride the bus. What? What? What an insult! If I got on a bus and Garrison Keeler was on it, I would get off the bus immediately. Uh, excuse me, bus driver. I'm. Uh, I'm wondering, does this bus go past? Mrs. Abernathy's Pie Shop, because I'd like to stop in and pick up one of her delicious sweet potato pies, which she makes this time of year as winter proceeds and one calendar year ends and another starts. Mrs. Abernathy makes her pies. You can mark the seasons by her pies, not through a calendar. Imagine being on that, and then the, then he looks up. The bus driver jumped out of the door, and no one's driving the bus. And the bus the bus is going toward a giant, like toward a giant like crusher, like a giant vehicle crusher. Well, it looks like this is the end of old Garrison. I'm going, I never would have thought my life would end, trapped on a bus, about to get crushed by an oversized vehicle compactor. I thought I would have drowned in Lake Wobegon. Right? Picture Lake Wobegon. Shouldn't there just be a point where if, if our tax money is going toward that thing, we get some say in it? If five cents of my money went towards uh, Garrison Keeler, I, I want a refund, man. I want a refund. That, that'll get me marching in the streets. You with me? Yeah. You have to realize the work of Lily Tomlin is like being on a bus with other crazy people. It's like, no, it's not. She did the phone operator. She's the little kid. What are those? those are not crazy people. They're characters. I was scared for a second because I thought they were giving Garrison Keeler the Kennedy Center honors. Ugh. I had to make sure they weren't. Yeah, great. That guy. Oh, I'm sure he has one already. That limp, that like limp entertainment, like no one thinks that's funny. Nobody thinks that stuff's funny. This guy, I think you should get one just so they can have Mike honor you. Just, you know, it's the equivalent of it's like it, it's Mike a, speak at the Kennedy Center. Do, does anybody? Yeah, see Mike speak at the Kennedy Center. That'd be great. My, if Mike's at the Kennedy Center, that means that uh, Al Goldstein's uh, getting a posthumous award. Al Goldstein was a great man. Screw Magazine. Screw Magazine was my Canterbury Tales. <laughs> People talked about how Dickens wrote Great Expectations, chapter by chapter. Screw Magazine was my Great Expectations. A sea of raincoats, Lincoln Center, Kennedy Honors, right? Kennedy, like, if... if the only Kennedy would be like Kennedy in the way that there's like Kennedy fried chicken 
like the knockoff of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like that's the Kennedy that Mike would be at the Kennedy Center. It's a Kennedy Fried it's Chicken. Dead Kennedy Center. Yeah, the Dead Kennedy Center. <laughs> Thanks. I said Ted, but either way. You said way. Ted, no. Um, Jamie Kennedy, right? <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call, buddy. Mike says line three, so I'm going to take two real fast. I don't trust him. Best show, you're on the air. Oh, hey, Tom. It's Mike in Scranton. Mike in Scranton. I already regret it. Go ahead, Mike. No, I'm kidding. It was a joke. What's, What's up? That? What's up, Mike? Oh, I, I was, you were talking about... Um, Paul McCartney, you know, Nerdist earlier. Yeah. Did you listen to that? No, I didn't hear it. I can't. I don't listen to anybody's podcast. I, I'm making podcasts, man. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I got time to listen to these things. I, I, I produce. I don't consume. Why? What? What? What happened on it? Well, it, 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 I'm not going to say too much bad things. Well, look, it, let, it let me good. look. Let Mike. I'm going to cut you off right now. I'm going to just All say. Right. If I had, if I, if McCartney came and did the best show, be the best interview of Paul McCartney's life. Yeah, First thing we'd do, start talking about uh, Back to the Egg, right into right. Back to the Egg. You sign the Columbia contract, big deal. Put the rock, you put the rockestra together. What's it like to watch Wings uh, hit the ropes? What was that like? You and let's get Denny Lane on the line and squash this beef <laughs> once and for all, right? I, it would be right. the greatest interview this guy ever had in his life. Get him on. Yeah. Ask McCartney, too. Tell me all about all you horse riders. Tell me all about the deep cuts. Didn't make it, didn't make it on McCartney, too. So we'd go, yeah. we'd go, we'd go. So I would talk all about the first Wings tour, driving all around uh, England in the, in the bus. bus. Yeah, I said bus. <laughs> talk about wildlife. We talk about bip bop, right? You know bip bop. Yeah, bip bop. Yeah, great stuff. We talk all about bip bop. I'm your singer. Yeah. Talk all about. I'm your singer is an amazing song. Yeah, the I'm, whole second side is great. Are you, are you? Okay, you sound like somebody. Are you? Do I know you? No. It, 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 yeah, I talked to you on the phone. I, you call me Mike Wallace of uh, uh, Frederick's Skype thing. You're the dude with the Klosterman voice. Yeah. Which is the fourth. What if that was like the girl with the dragon tattoo and like (laughs) that dude's next, that fourth book that never came out was called the dude with the Klosterman voice. You you sound like Chuck Klosterman. Yeah. Mike, I didn't hear it. Just tell me, uh, just give me a report card grade on it. I'm not going to look. Jonah Ray, uh, Jonah Ray is a friend of mine. I like Jonah Ray. He's a funny guy. I think he's a really talented guy. Like him a lot as a person and as a comedian. The other two guys the, I don't know so much. One of the guys did ask a good question. I, I'll uh, spot and assume it was Jonah Ray, and somebody did ask about temporary secretary, so that's good, you know. Um, the the host, the main host, was a little wait. Somebody asked about temporary secretary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, they, oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. I, I I know. Yeah, exactly. But the but the host of the show, he, um, his first, I think his lead question was a little more unfortunate. Then, uh, 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 he asked, uh, what uh, Paul McC- if if, uh, if Paul McCartney had like when was the first time you went to New York? You came to New York. 
Yeah. He was doing the interview in New York, and he was like, oh, what was the first time he came here? Yeah, I, uh, so. Jeepers, I wonder if, if there's any documentation of the first time he came to New York. Maybe it would be February 7th, 1964. <laughs> yeah, there was a CBS special about it earlier, this, uh, in prime time. I can't, I can't, I can't. Uh, that, that, that's gonna, I'm here, I'm here th- throwing ink balloons at Ringo Starr. Meanwhile, these guys are getting an actual beetle on. This shows, we're, we're starting at the bottom. You know the song, Mike, right? I, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm talking to the other mic. I'm talking both mics. Got too many mics around me. Well, we'll ask AP Mike because I don't know this one. No, I did ask him, but you you chimed in. <laughs> Look, you're a good guy. I like you. You're a little demented. You you get a little sweaty on that. Because uh, I'll say this, and I give these guys a ton of credit. The best show mm-hmm. was off the air for a year. For a year, my AP Mike and Fredericks. Where's he been? I don't know. But they they had a thing where they did a Skype chat every week to keep the flame alive on Tuesday nights. It's very, very exciting. I finally, I never checked in on any of them until the final one. And it was, I appreciate it. That meant a lot that that there was like some community going on um, of trying to keep the, the flame alive for the show while we were piecing this thing together. But you were one of the guys on that, and and you, uh, I heard you yeah. on one, and you were just, this is this is how you approached it with me, Tom. Yeah. What to do with George Harrison? Which album did he go south on? Like like I was on the <laughs> hot seat all of a sudden. Yeah, like you were so aggressive with me. Like I, I thought it was, in, I thought it was in, uh, I thought it was in a few good men. <laughs> I, like I, I was on the stand all of a sudden. <laughs> Which George Harrison album's the first really bad one, Tom? <laughs> you were so aggressive. I'm still unsettled by it. You're still unsettled? Yes. Oh, I, well, I apologize. It was just, I, I you know, I, I wonder a little bit about, uh, I uh, look, about you, you, lot, you I calm wonder down. what your opinions are. You calm down, but don't, don't sweat it. All right, all right, all right. You have a great night, buddy. Thanks. All right, thanks. Best show, you're on the air. Hello? Hello. Is this Tom? It is. Who's this? Oh, this is Adam. Adam? Yeah. Do I know you, Adam? No, I don't think you know me. Okay. hope not. Why, why did Mike tell me it was imperative that I take this call? Oh, well, I have a feud with my roommate, and we figured you were the only one that could settle it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's a better forum around yeah if only there wasn't a show where uh like a friend of the show uh is a judge and um and uh gives verdicts on people's uh uh disputes oh it's uh, a pretty like, big verdict like we need, yeah. john hodgman for example <laughs> you know there is a show called judge john hodgman he does exactly the same thing i think it's before my time no it's on right now right now before your time all right, Adam, you're you're on thin ice, buddy. What what's this oh, dispute? What's the dispute? Well, we need to know if Borat is a celebrity or not. Wait, hold hold on. What what do you mean? Is Borat a celebrity or not? Like, is he a celebrity or is he not a celebrity? You mean not Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat? But, but Borat, yeah. 
Well, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Where on this argument do you fall? Oh, well, I'm saying he's a celebrity. Can I talk to your friend, please? Oh, he's in California right now. Okay. I tried to call last week, but I sat and hold for an hour and kind of gave up. Mm-hmm. Would you say this? Would you say, is C? let me ask you this, is C-3PO a celebrity? Oof. Never thought about that. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, you can't, yeah, why not? Let me show so you. He's a thing. Care. I mean, he doesn't, who? who's C-3PO? He's a celebrity. He's famous. No, he's a fictional character. Oh, but don't they have him out? But he comes out and stuff like that, right? Yeah, he comes out and stuff like that. You mean, he, he plays the character? No, he comes out and about, you know, you see him in public. Yeah, you always see at a movie premiere, hey, there's Angelina Jolie, and on the red carpet... There's Jennifer Lawrence. And who's coming down but C-3PO? If you don't see them when they're promoting something, then they're not a celeb. They're not real. Have, did Borat, uh, pro, uh, pro, uh, uh, was he promoting the Bruno movie? I, I don't think so, no. Well, I can answer that for you. No, he wasn't. So that's my answer then, isn't it? No, well, yeah. The answer is Sasha Baron Cohen is a celebrity. Borat is a character that Sasha Baron Cohen created and and uh, embodies. Well, that's the answer. I guess I'm a loser today. Yeah, today you are. Yeah. I guess I'm a loser today. The guy who's on hold for an hour last week to tell me why he feels that Borat is a celebrity. Oh, buddy. Bonk, bonk, bonk. How do you help the best show? I know you're asking yourself that question. It's simple. You listen to the show and you tell your friends to listen to the show. You tell your friends the best show's back and you tell them they can listen to it at thebestshow.net. You subscribe to the podcast over at iTunes and anywhere else that you can subscribe to a podcast. You don't use iTunes, you go to your RSS feed, whatever that is. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm sorry. Seems like people sure like that, though. If you like it, that's where you do it. Support the show there, though. The important thing is, is that you support the show. Go follow us at uh, Best Show Number Four Life on Instagram and on Twitter. Go to the Facebook page that I put up last week. You can always order shirts at StereoLaughs.com and CDs at StereoLaughs.com. I'm reading on uh, Twitter here, Brian uh, Wall is saying he loves that other podcasts turn Borat into a joke and Tom brushes aside. Look, everybody loved that Borat movie. It came out. I loved it. I'm not going to suddenly be, look, this guy can't get punished because he created a character everybody loved because the character stayed there. Was he supposed to delete Borat after, after six months? 
very vulnerable, very vulnerable place to be to portray a character that you're everybody's on the side of the character, then suddenly everybody can just laugh at the laugh at the character. Very vulnerable. We all liked it then. Can't turn those catchphrases that made us all laugh on the guy because they didn't cease to exist. Sorry. That's where I'm at on Borat. Did I not lie? I didn't like the Bruno movie. Didn't like it. Thought Borat movie was, uh, maybe uh, that movie made me laugh. Not going to suddenly throw this dude under the bus like, Look, and I made plenty of, like, Austin Powers jokes, but this dude, what's he supposed to do? Make the movies go away once we've all tired of the character? Yeah, everybody punishes the guy. That's where I'm at on that. Doesn't mean I have to go watch the uh, Borat movie? Nah, I might never need to see that again. I'm going to beat the guy over the head with the thing that I liked. Hey, Mike, did you hear about the guy who tried to scalp tickets to the interview? There's this 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 uh, dude. This is one of this is one of the more ridiculous things imaginable. This guy buys $650 worth of tickets to the interview so he can scalp them when they said it was only going to be in theaters and then they announced it was going to be on on YouTube and everywhere else the next day. So he was stuck with all these tickets. And then he tried to call the theater to say he wanted his money back. And the theater told him no. And now he's crying about how I mean, I've never... That's the most ridiculous thing imaginable. I was going to scalp tickets to this thing, and the floor fell out on the on the tickets. Now, I would like to break even, please. Yeah, that's that's the risk of scalping. You don't think I experienced... I, the one time I tried to scalp, I got that. I told you that, right? Yeah, Nirvana tickets. Imagine what I could do if I just left with those untorn Nirvana tickets now. I would have made all my money. I would have made five times my money then. Now, trying to scalp Nirvana tickets at the Roseland. In the worst days of my life. The scalpers were getting menacing. Finally just sold them to do the ticket at face value. Just so I could get out of there. But they did not like me encroaching on their their scalping territory which was they were completely right I was visiting their world a dummy showing up with eight Nirvana tickets trying to sell them to CMJ people who all thought they could get into the show for free because they had CMJ badges but did not know that that would not get them in the door. What a low, what a low point. What a low point. A low point in a life full of low points. One after another, man. 
and then I get a little bit of hope. Then another low point shows up. Another long low point. It's like when the fog breaks. A little bit. Just enough so you don't drive off the road. Just enough so you don't crash your car. But you're still stuck in the fog. Maybe that's what my book should be. One low point after another. The Tom Sharpling story. Master of low points. I don't know, man. What a dumb day that was, scalping those tickets. Where those guys looked at me. By all rights, they should have killed me that day. Those dudes. They should have taken me into that hotel that had hosted CMJ or whichever one it was. And thrashed me within an inch of my life. They were merciful that day. Thank you, scalpers. <laughs> how do you even scalp a movie ticket? Like, how how much can you really flip a movie ticket for? I bought it for twelve. Fine, fifteen. Dude's grabbing three bucks. Three bucks at a time. That's a long way to get three bucks, man. It's a long walk for three dollars. Six hundred fifty. Six hundred fifty tickets. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That that guy saw this and was just like, Saw dollar signs in his eyes. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, here's my big score. Yeah. Here's how it goes down. Like it's Ocean's Eleven. George Clooney. Here's what we're going to do. The movie, The Interview, is going to be in limited theaters. These tickets are going to go on sale. They're $13 a piece. No, we bought $650 in tickets. 50 tickets. George Clooney talking to Brad Pitt. Matt Damon. Here's the play. We get these 50 tickets. They're $13 a piece. We flip them for $15.16 a piece. We could make up to $110 on this. <laughs> and all we have to do is 25 transactions. Oh, this guy. I think this guy, his name is Jason Best. It's funny, his name is Best. This show is the best show. But he's best in the tradition of like Pete Best. 
Like when best is your name, but you're like the worst. Well, you're clearly not the best, but your name is best. So his name is like he's being taunted by his own name. The big score. What are we going to do with all this money? All right, let's start dividing it up. Ocean's 11. Split up their money. Here's your $3, Matt Damon. All right. Um, who was in Ocean's 11? I can't even remember. Who was in that? Could I name the Ocean's 11? Is Danny Aiello one of them? In the new one? Right? Let me see if I can do it, and then we'll then we'll wrap the show up. Here we go, off the top of my head. Clooney. Pitt. Damon. Boom, boom, boom. There's three. Aiello. There's four. There was that contortion artist who went into the box. I'm going to call him contortion artist. Um... Casey Affleck, Scott Kahn, one, two, three, four, five, six, I named seven of the 11, Clooney, Pitt, Damon, Aiello, Contortion Artist, Casey Affleck, Scott Kahn, um, man, what's that guy's name? I can picture him. Remember, he played for the Red Sox, and then he went to the... Wade Boggs. Was he one of them? I'm almost positive Wade Boggs. Okay, Wade Boggs. That feels right. Clooney, Pitt, Damon, Aiello, Contortion Artist, Casey Affleck, Scott Kahn, Wade Boggs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's eight of the eleven. Don Cheadle was one. That's nine of the eleven. Clooney, Pitt, Damon, Aiello, Contortion Artist, Casey Affleck, Scott Kahn, Wade Boggs, Don Cheadle. Two more to go. Ray Combs, no, 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 Ray Combs was not one of the ones. But I'm close. Not Combs, Kearns, the guy from, Tim Allen was not one of them, right? He was not in, no, he definitely wasn't. Give me a hint on these final two. Someone. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Who's going to help me? Doug McCombs, Doug McCombs was not. The bass player from 11th Dream Day was one of them? I don't think so. No, that doesn't seem right. No, that's not right. There was a rocker. I know there was a rocker in there. It wasn't Marilyn Manson, right? Durst. It was Durst, of course. 
Durst. That's 10 of the 11. Clooney, Pitt, Damon, Aiello, Contortionist, Casey Affleck, Scott Kahn, Wade Boggs, Don Cheadle, Fred Durst. 10. Who's the 11th? Old guy. It was an old guy, right? Sumner Redstone? It's like a, it was like a Sumner Redstone looking dude. Oh, no, I don't know. I'll never figure it out. Never name that 11th. We'll carry that over to 2015, guys. I want to tell you all, though, in all seriousness, getting the show back on its feet is really something important to me. And I'm so glad we are where we are. And I am so excited about where we're going to go with this show. Because it's going to be on, man. It's going to be on. telling you we're not messing around in 2015 every one of these chumps every one of these chumps you watch out because here we come right mike we rev it up in 2014 we run them over in 2015 all right save it for save it for masses mike Save it for masses. Once again, let me name a few things here on the way out. You know how to support the show. Listen, tell people to listen. Go to the Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Best show, number four life. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a good rating on iTunes and wherever. You can always, they got the Sharpling and Worcester box set. Comes out in March. Numerogroup.com. It's a masterwork. We've got t-shirts over at Stereolaughs.com. All kinds of stuff. That is how you support the show. Thank you for, for us closing out 2014. It's such a great note. We are going to go into 2015. Best show. Should we do Best Show Nation, Mike? Best Show Nation. Right? Internet. See, he just he undercuts it. No, it's a nation, Mike. Best Show International. Can't do it. I'll tell you. We might be down one soldier in uh, 2015. One soldier. One guy might just be a thing... Yeah, that didn't happen. I'll just deny it ever happened. Who's Mike? Hey, where's Mike? Mike who? (laughs) All right, guys. I'm going to say to you... Good night. And have a happy and safe New Year's. Keep your nose clean. Don't do nothing stupid. And get ready for a little bit of music on the way out. 
should I play here? Nah, I'm not going to play that. Nah, I'm not going to play that either. I'm going to play... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Track nine. We always hear these guys do a certain song on the show. Tonight, we end 2014 with their classic song, Good Love and Gone Bad, please. Listen to this song by Bad Company. I will see you in 2015.